again made a terrible mistake. If you clicked to download this episode and thought we were going to talk about anything other than anime. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the second half of our anime of the decade extravaganza. We're going to get right back to it, to my immediate virtual right. Marinade the nether rod in the squish mitten. <laughs> it's Rhett! Where are those coming from? Where indeed? How's it going? <laughs> Stroke. Just mid <laughs> Repeatedly. No, I'm just like, uh, these are like song lyrics, right? They have to be from something. I don't know, though. <laughs> Rhett, are you ready to be devastated by the last half of your list? It's a lot of shows that made me cry a whole bunch, so yes. Oh, man. I wasn't expecting that to be the thing that would happen while I was doing a podcast where I'd be like, oh, I'm talking, and all of a sudden, I can't talk because all I want to do now is cry. <laughs> Rhett, talk about the thing for me. <laughs> so you're ready for it again. You're ready ready to just get I've right I've been ready it. for this for like two months. Yeah, it's finally here. This is Christmas for you. It is. To my immediate virtual left, power drill the yippy bog with the dude piston. <laughs> John, fire! That's what I'm doing with my dude piston. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. John, what are the odds of you crying in the second half of your list today? Um, y'all seem to be the ones with full eyes this episode. I'm, I'm, I think I'm pretty, pretty good. This is uh, like a, such a weird change from the norm because literally, with everything you talk about on the podcast. At any at mm -hmm. any normal amount of time, it's always yeah. I like it because it made me cry. That's my mm. thing. That's and John's my... thing too. But you two, but y'all are the ones that actually cry on the podcast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think I, I think as you accumulate more life experiences, your little the more like things like come. Oh, that I've heard that quickly. actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Your inhibitions because it's, it's touching on more like actual things you've dealt with. You've yeah, had yeah, in life. I think that, that um, definitely... I'm saying that y'all are crying a lot because you're... you're because old. we're fucking old. <laughs> yeah. Well, with, with that said, John, let's go ahead and get this episode started off on a good note for me, all right? I need, sure. I, I need a number five. I'm a number five is Summer Wars. Mm. Oh. I God, almost... Wow. I almost forgot about that. Yeah. I like me, that movie a lot, but I almost... Let me double that. check that. Quick. I'm not you sure. Know what? I'm not going to okay, be afraid this. It's 2010, don't worry. I thought so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really... So, the Digimon movie... Right, right. <laughs> this is where all this comes back to. I know this. Amazing. All this comes down, of course, to Mamoru um, Soda's first two Digimon movies, which... The first one, which came out before the series began, it was, a, it was the first piece of Digimon media to ever come out. And oh. the second was Our War Game, which came out after the first series concluded. Um... The second third of the Digimon movie, which was the second um, Hasoda movie, the 45-minute Our War Game movie, mm -hmm. um, hit me in a way I didn't know art could when I was that age. Like, mm -hmm. when I was, like, eight or, eight or something. Yeah. Just, like, very young. Um, because it's so rad and cool and <laughs> badass. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, because they digi they fuse Digivolt together, and then they get the super cannon, which lets them blow up suddenly a million of these guys that were just one of them was tearing them apart before, and now they can and then they get a sword, and they go <laughs> right as the timer's about to hit one and drop the nuke on Tokyo. It's very good. 
And Summer Wars captures a lot of head energy because oh, it's yeah. a remake. It's basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a taking, remake without the Digimon license. Mm-hmm, taking a lot of the same aesthetic um, and then just making it, instead of it being like this little episode in the Digimon universe where you don't have an emotional connection with these folks unless you are already invested, it's a self-contained story um, that's just very nice. It's mm. a very good, nice story about a family. Just... Um, I've watched this movie probably like 20 times. Like, it's one of the only ones wow. that I've actually... Wow. That's I've actually, a lot. Like, just over the decade, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's still like twice a year. For 10 not years. I'm probably more like 10. Okay. Um, like, I, there, there are a couple of, of, of anime movies that I have probably watched about 10 to 12 times this decade. Yeah, that sounds Ooh. about right. Um, And... It's a story about a big ex- a family reunion with a big extended family, mm. um, and it just captures a lot of that rambunctious energy mm. in a way that's just very funny and also pretty real. Yeah, uh, where it's just this kid who's getting who gets dragged along for a silly reason into this family reunion environment, um, and then also there's this big Webernet conflict. Mm. That happens, and, and it it's really, dramatic really and dramatic and good. <laughs> and it's very dramatic and good, and it has the exact same like pressing the enter button extremely yes! dramatically, right? Yes, waiting to, to so that the, to skew off the the thing it's that's falling from so the sky. Good, that it's, moment's so fucking good. It's please just let this work. <laughs> that one, that one, so, that, one's, that one's for grandma. Yes. <laughs> The grandma, she was so fantastic. good. She's so good. She is so good. Um, so this is still like I've watched a lot of the other Hasoda movies. This is my this is my favorite of the bunch as mm-hmm. of now. Um, it's just a good. It's just a very fun movie. Yeah, um, like fun is the key word. Like yeah, if there's a word that I would take to describe that movie, it's just absolute yeah. blast. Start it's to fun finish. and fun and has a nice little beating heart. Yeah, I really like absolutely. It. So. Who's next on our queue? Polly? Yo! I got number five. What's number five? This is another one me and Rhett watched together, and after every episode, mm-hmm. it was always that kind of moment where it's like, well, I sure don't know what to say right now. <laughs> Let's just not say anything, because we'll, we'll oh. talk about something else. Because <laughs> this show is real, uh, it makes you feel real awkward in a lot of ways. This is the Tatami Galaxy. Mm. Oh, this is one of the ones I was considering. It's very good. This is like, what if Watamote, but way more soul-crushing uh, and honest about what would really happen? Uh, this is a guy that wants to live the ideal uh, college life, and a lot of what-if scenarios kind of play out over the course mm-hmm. of the series. Um, it, it differs in a lot of ways from Watamote, but the themes it presents are similar. Um, and I... It's just like it's a darker, more cerebral take on that idea, I guess is what I would say. And I think that the show is an absolute work of art. Um, just like of all of the shows, I think that I have listed, I think like if I were to kind of say, hold something art and say like this is like a pinnacle of art in like the artist sense, like as in you know, yeah. right? Like I'm a snobby rich person, and this is art. Like this, this is the one that I would give to people and say if you want some real artsy fart. The Tatami Galaxy is where it's at. Um, yeah, so this is up there in my number ten to put and feel much smarter than yes. putting GT. 
Yeah. It's very good. This, this show is so good. It left such an impression. Yeah. Uh, I've watched cool. it three or four times in the last decade. and Oh, see, I, I think I watched it once with you, like, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's the I only reason it wasn't on mine is because I watched it just the once, mm-hmm. and it was so yeah. long ago that I don't remember it clearly. I feel I like this one revisited it it would just punch me in the gut yeah like I, yeah I, I think the I'm most in... recent that i've watched it was like two years ago so it's it's still kind of fresh for me okay cool mm-hmm. i'm in the same place as john where it's like i really don't remember a whole lot of this show besides mm-hmm. a couple of the vague generals of this some of the bigger arcs mm-hmm. yeah it's, 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 it's one i definitely want to revisit it's i just, I just it's... remember the devastation of the yeah of the tommy galaxy oh man that is yeah that is such Oh, like like depression captured in animation form and it, the, the last two episodes of this show are mm-hmm. absolutely it like where like like he can't figure a way out of like just like okay the scenario that i want is never gonna happen so fuck it i'm gonna just wall myself in here nothing can go wrong this is mm-hmm. like and you're literally just locking himself into this utter awful place of self-isolation and depression and it's so soul-crushing and they go so far and just <laughs> making you feel it like god i'm sitting here like i don't think yeah. i understood what the show was about <laughs> oh wow. that was um i need to was... watch this with 10 more years of life experience <laughs> <laughs> be like oh i get it now jeez yeah that that yes. was like Oh, you had an image in your head. Yeah. You had the Tommy Galaxy image in your head, and you thought, I need to make a whole show to make this work, and then they did. Yep. Like, it's I love just, the friend. It's the, the weird oh, shark, shark face friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, how, like, and how everything comes falling apart when, like, the, the main protagonist realizes that, like, he's actually more pathetic than his friend who he thought he was better than. And that's why everything starts falling apart. He sees his best friend with a girlfriend. And he's like, wait a minute. Fuck <laughs> off, life. And that's when it all comes crumbling apart. It's such a good moment. There's a lot of brutal honesty in this show, I think, um, mm-hmm. in that kind of moment. Because, like, I think people do, you know, like, that's a very real thing of, like, becoming resentful towards someone over something like that and not realizing it. Uh, but this is very much a, like a deliberate thing in this case, obviously. But like I've seen that happen, so it's like, yeah, that's a pretty realistic thing. But I think this is just, like I said, really good artsy fart show that's that, that, that tackles some really tough kind of uh, emotional ground and works really well in it. Um, I like it a lot. Every you also thing I've touched is great, and yes. then there's still he still has so much that I haven't gotten to yet. Mm-hmm. Like I know I'm gonna love Devilman Crybaby and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, John, that shows a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny though? Ride your wave. It's it's like just the nicest, chillest yeah. movie. It's just complete. It's so sweet. Mm. It's just absolute cotton candy's nice movie. Like it still has like a point and a heart, mm-hmm. um, but it's just extremely nice. And I think that's going to be very funny for y'all coming off of all these very dark Yuasa things. Yeah, yeah, because that's, mean, that's what I've very most, good. That's what I've mostly been exposed to. It's nothing, like, I've never seen really anything super-duper uplifting from him. Mm-hmm. God, I, I, I remember Ping Pong is pretty game. uplifting. I've not seen Mind Ping Pong. Ga- Mind Game is definitely... Mind really Game is uplifting. definitely a thing. <laughs> that was the it's first thing, one I yeah. watched. That was my entry point <laughs> into the Yuasa experience. <laughs> I think mine was... The one about like monsters eating people, like 
Kimono Zumi. Yeah, Kimono Zumi. Oh, is that what that was about? Yeah. Hmm. You would like. Well, there's this... well John, yeah. look at the fucking key art for it. That'll tell you everything you need. Just send him like that thirty second cold open that they do in one of the episodes. Yes. That got us to watch the show because it was extremely fucking gory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't take much to motivate me and Rhett. Oh, that is well, specifically cool. like us in two thousand six. Oh, since two thousand six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Where we it's were... like Higurashi is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> well, it still is, really. I know. Like but it can be. It can. It can be anime of the decade twice. Where Elfin Lead was the one that got you back into anime. Yeah, yeah literally. Literally <laughs> was. Yeah, Elfin Lead and Gunslinger Girl were the two things that got me back into anime in 2006. <laughs> and then I went to Haruhi, and then it was just kind of like good straight. But this isn't about me. It's about Rhett and his number five. Oh hi! Hey, you're you're here. You are part of a podcast. Yeah. You get to participate. I, I was I was really enjoying you talk about your kind of history and stuff. Oh. Uh, <laughs> this so this one, uh, my number five. It's a thing you'd call Soxcast approved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a place further than the universe. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like just. I mean, I don't know what else I can say about the show other than it's perfect, which means it's only my number five. <laughs> That says a lot about four through one. We had that similar situation on Game of the Year, I believe. I know. But it's just like, this show just kind of perfectly does exactly what it wants to without missing a single beat or flub or anything. Yeah. It's just so fucking good. It never drops the ball. All the moments that hit, yeah. they hit in a way that like it is way harder than you're expecting. Yeah. Oh man, Ooh, it's boy. just got this really great cast of characters. Uh, my avatar on Skype is from it. Yep, <laughs> that nobody else can see, but <laughs> I can see it. I, I just oh, really I see what you mean. The audience can't see it. I forgot I just, the, the it shows hey, really. Hey, good. audience, I forgot about y'all. You're good. Thank you for coming. Just trying to think of anything else to say about the show. I really love the insert songs. Like, oh my they, god, every fucking episode has an insert song, and it's just like they are strategically fucking they placed so to make you cry. Perfectly It's like timed. a fucking missile strike yeah. every time. <laughs> you, know, you know that moment in any given episode is coming and boom! It just lands. Fucking tactical deployment yeah, of like, just to have the kind of chorus beat hit right when you start crying every I, time. I give, I give the directors every fucking ounce of respect. Because the, the timing in that show for everything is so fucking perfect. Yeah. And that's one of those things where I think because it's not based on the manga or anything, they're able to You can get do away with doing that, yeah. They're just making it whole cloth original. Yeah. And then, yeah, the the ending with the emails and the Aurora Borealis. Aurora is Borealis, just yeah. Fucking brutal. Oh. <laughs> uh. Like I said, that so, wound is still fresh. Yeah, so that's that's a place further than the universe. I think definitely the first talks has to prove one so far today. Yeah, I think that like universally, it's the one that's been on all of our lists yeah. so far. So far, so far. So uh, I think we got another listener list. Who we got? We got Who Tengu we got? Gemini. I know that guy. Looking okay. Here we go. Oh, this is actually. Some of these are pretty ironic to, to be placed where they are. Okay. Uh, number three, Little Witch Academia. Hey! I love the hell out of these adorable witches. If I had to recommend any anime series to a non-anime fan, this is the one. That cool. definitely makes sense, because this is a, definitely a very cartoon-inspired in yeah, some aspects. Like, like, like the Susie episode. 
Just I can see the episode. Little Witch Academy. Little Witch Academy. Go ahead. Like when they turn into Sleeping Beauty. Like that's the big. Yeah. That's the big image I remember for that one. It's just like this very good. Just a just a very good animated yeah. dragon. Yeah. There's there are several very good dragons yeah. in Little Witch I mean, Academia, and that's hard to just. I've had this conversation yeah. a couple times lately, where it's like dragons. I appreciate a very good dragon. Mm. Yeah, because then there's the real kind of academic one in episode four, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Who's kind of like the manager the, payment yep. guy. Yeah, that's so good. But like along with along with shows like Black Lagoon, this is a show that I say you give to somebody that doesn't like anime. Only now this yeah. is like this is a lighter version of that now because it's not just like, oh, I can yeah. say Black Lagoon. I've gotten lots of people into anime by just giving them Black Lagoon cool. and they go from that. Now that I know now that I have something like Little Witch Academia that's lighter, easier to digest and it's got a wider appeal because it's not, you know, people dying yeah. every episode. <laughs> um it's so much easier to it's take like, that. It's and, like the exact opposite of Black Lagoon. <laughs> yeah, it's literally the exact opposite. So now I've got something at the end of both Spectrum suit to show people yeah. who aren't into anime, and they, like yeah. the, the strategy has worked. So it's a good show for fans of animation. Yes, in general. Yes, because like the Susie episode has that one part where it's going into Susie's memories, and it's all animated like oh, kind of a twenty style. Yes, I love that part. It's so good. But. We're talking about it more than we did. Okay, so this is a listener list. Number two, this is Tango Gemini's number two, Summer Wars. Mm. Hell yeah. I think we just mentioned that. <laughs> the, the climax of this movie gave me so many feels. It's the closest any anime has ever come to making me cry. A lot of people working together to save the day is extremely my jam. Mm. And number one, a show I don't think any of us have watched, Gotcha Man Crowds Season 1. Nope. Nope. So this is so this is basically an entire show about a lot of people working together. <laughs> this is a show about the positive potential of social media disguised as a superhero show. Mm. Season two is all right, but it has a, a different set of themes that don't quite land quite as well. But season one is my favorite thirteen episode anime I've ever seen. Hajime Ichinose is an excellent protagonist, and the villain is more or less an internet troll personified. Mm. I have heard good things about this. I may check it out. I kind of want to just write down everything on these lists yeah, that I haven't yeah. seen. Because I've been watching a lot of anime lately. <laughs> Could use some new stuff. Mm. Time to, like, flush out the old, get an influx of new in, finally. <laughs> yeah. You've been wallowing in the last ten years for the last three months. It was pretty good, actually, though. Yeah, like, yeah, you definitely... It seems like a really fun time. You are having a great time, and I, I yeah. definitely envied that. Mm-hmm. So I think moving on, John should have a number four number for us. Number four. I should have a number four for y'all. My number four is another movie. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's your name. Okay. So I rewatched this movie with my family mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. over Christmas. Um, when I watched it in the theater, it hit me very hard. Um, and when I watched it with my family again, I was just like, I just really connect. With, I just really like this. Like, it's not as like grounded in like super real stuff as like a place further than the universe um or other sh- or other things like that it's it's a bit more light and romantic like like I, I think um after i saw weathering with you i kind of made the connection with ya romance mm-hmm. um and i think your name is sort of like a very good version of very good kind of spin on that where it's just this very um 
these two people that are connect. Look, the, 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 <laughs> the funny th- the funny thing is that Polly don't like it, so we're just talking. <laughs> I, I look, it's it, it is like I, say this is a time of like you know this is like end yeah, of, end of the year. Fine. I am not going to fucking shit on somebody's something of the something. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate. I, I get it. Um, I just had a really good time revisiting this one and seeing this story again, and the fact that it just completely goes in a way I didn't expect it to halfway through. Like, the way that it just kind of turns that the body-swapping device on its head, Mm -hmm. and then the scene where they're all, where they are talking together on top of the mountain and connecting, and they write the messages on each other's palms, and then, like, right as the sunset, the music cuts out, and the pen drops, and they're gone from each other, and it's just like, oh, this... Like it, I think the what y'all were talking about with the other ones, where it's just like the yearning mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. Um, this builds up to that, where it's this relationship that you get to spend a lot of time with these two people and see them kind of connecting with each other, and so that once it does get to that disconnect and mm-hmm. that yearning, um, it just really, really works for me because it's also coming around in a way that I wasn't expecting it to. Right, right. And the way it resolves at the very end, like, I just, I remember sitting in the theater thinking, I've never wanted two people to be together <laughs> more. The moment the disconnect happens is, is one, of, like, even though I don't like this movie, the moment the disconnect mm-hmm. happens is one of my favorite directed moments in anime ever, I think. It's really well yeah. done. It's just, because it, it's this weird metaphysical device yeah of this connection but they communicate it perfectly just with the direction there yeah i think it's absolutely perfect it's such a good scene Mm -hmm. and the way that they and then the the, there's shades of summer wars with the fam the family and the the friends coming together to stop the stop them versus the literal meteor strike (laughs) (laughs) um there's this amazing sound where the meteor hits the that that very bassy yeah sound that just shakes the world the fucking um, dubstep drop mm-hmm. so there's ba- there's basically like three big beats in this mm-hmm. and it's when he's in the the shrine at the center when he gets to the shrine finally and takes a sip and the scene that immediately follows that and there's the scene on top of the mountaintop together and that's the very end and all three of those just land so hard for me and it's just intensely very romantic mm-hmm. to me um, and it's not as smart as other things but it just <laughs> it lands that romance mm-hmm. and that yearning to me um, and I really like that about it nice nice <laughs> I didn't think you were bringing any negative energy there that was I, I, was, I didn't want I didn't want to yeah like I, I'm not gonna yeah, talk you absolutely we're not I'm not gonna shit talk somebody's game of the year or something <laughs> of the decade or anything I, that's not me any any normal socks cast though, motherfucker. I'm getting the shovel out. We're going. We're going to Grave City. Um. Oh God, I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting who's next. I'm next. It is. You oh. said it's the same person every time. I know. That's why I, keep, I keep forgetting. 
Polly. Uh, my, num- my, my number four is a movie that is better than your name. Oh my god, are you kidding me? <laughs> Boom! Motherfucker, out of the sky! With that shotgun. <laughs> my number four is Koei no Katachi, and no, I did not alter my list to make That's that happen. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. That is, that's been my fucking argument since day one. <laughs> and that it, Pilot Point is better version. Then it lined up this way. Oh, you look great. <laughs> that's so fucking perfect. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so my number four is Koi no Katachi, A Silent Voice. Uh, it's a movie about uh, a deaf girl who gets bullied, and then the boy who bullies her ends up having to make peace with that, sort of try to figure his way out of, you know, how do you apologize for having hurt somebody so badly, uh, especially someone who is in a position that she's in? Um, I think this is another one that's very much about communication and expression. Um, there's just a lot of metaphorical layers that this thing is laying on real thick on top of, you know, the obvious um, drama about uh, bullying and the long-term effects that that can have. Um, and I think that the way all of these characters kind of have to grow in this weird awkwardness of somebody who's like, like, Somebody who's done a real bad thing, like the the way he tortured this poor girl. Um, it's it you know at the start of the movie, it almost makes him completely irredeemable. Um, I think that's kind of the problem I had with this, where I just kind of didn't want to root for him. Yeah, he's such a shit. Like, and it, you have to understand that it's coming. Like, it, it's a child. It's school. Yeah, there's pressure to you know be. You know, there's the new kid that is weird in some way, um, and that, you know... And and I think this movie is also a really good uh, depiction of not only the the, the strength and determination that is exhibited by a lot of people who are disabled, it's also a reflection of how shitty we are as a society to disabled people. Um, And I think this movie reflects a lot of that. Um, And it's... it's, I think that it's just a a much more beautiful story. (laughs) (laughs) um this 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 is a movie that will drag your feelings through the gutter uh it hurts a lot to watch actually um there's just some real awful stuff you have to endure um and like i said it can make the the main character seem a little irredeemable if and that was my case like when i was first watching it it's like i I want to kill the motherfucker. It's terrible. You don't do that. Like, how do you, as any kind of decent human being, do the bully somebody like that? And just wow. And and the scenes are really powerful, um, where these two characters end up colliding in in various points throughout the movie, and 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 uh, the ways that that's framed every time, and the way that it's directed, the way that it's acted. Uh, they actually got a deaf actress in both instances uh, to play both the the dub and uh, the original oh, Japanese really oh, wow. version. So um, a lot of that comes off as coming from a real place. Uh, and imagine the, the actress kind of being able to really dial into that role. Um, that's that's real. Uh, that's real genuine emotion coming out in those scenes. And I think that really pushes it uh, over the top. Like big emotional moments like that are re- really kind of stick out for me. Um, 
And I just think this movie is absolutely perfect. I love it. Start to finish. <laughs> perfect number four. Perfect number four. <laughs> we're going to be saying that a lot. We I'm always sorry. say, like, I love that we always say perfect and we're like, and that's my number eight. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, I think that it's fine that, like, a thing can be perfect and still not be your favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think cause that's kind of like what I would like to impress in moments like that. It's like, yeah, like this movie is absolutely perfect. And like, this is a movie I've literally watched like eight, ten times. Like, I just love it to pieces. Uh, I'm sorry, your name's not a, not a, is a nice story about nice people. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> Rhett, what's your number four? Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so when the idea of doing anime of the decade came up i like instantly knew what my top three were right mm-hmm. i think we all did yeah it was like oh top three settle i'll just push those mentally off to the side and then i went and rewatched like 20 shows <laughs> so out of all those rewatches to kind of jostle for those last seven spots this was the winner oh so, whereas like there was literally no way anything else was cracking that top three i was like gonna stay to that yeah like if these top three didn't exist boom <laughs> this would be anime of the decade it god i is that even I a true a, statement i had a hint earlier of like maybe this one should be in the top three <laughs> but i decided to hold fast but i had an extremely good time with my rewatch of slight drum roll Sound euphonium. All oh, right, right. <laughs> yeah, this I'm one not just, laughing at you. I think I think that's great. It just it completely hit me so much harder this time. I was like shocked. And them feet. You said you weren't gonna dunk on our favorite. <laughs> I'm not dunking on your favorite. I'm dunking on you. Oh jeez. You're the one that said it on the podcast, okay. motherfucker. I will find and isolate the portion where you said, she's got good feet. She does have good feet. (laughs) (laughs) Don't have to work for it now. He's just doing this to defang me. That's what's (laughs) happening here. I don't even know what you're talking about. If you own it, then uh, she can't. She has no power. Oh, I guess you're right. Yeah. I just had an extremely good time rewatching this show. Like it hit me so much harder than I think it did the first time, which I so wasn't expecting. Right. That's really cool. It's just it's this kind of perfect drama about these high school girls and guys, mostly girls though. <laughs> of course, it's anime. Yeah. Well, like I noticed there's a sign in episode 1 where they're recruiting for the band and the sign says guys desperately wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz then when you meet when you meet the band, there's like it's like literally forty girls and two guys. <laughs> it's so it's not an all girl high school. It just may as well be one as right. far as the composition goes. But it's just like it's just such a good ensemble cast of all these different characters, and like you know all about them, and like what instrument they play, like who their friends are, and like the drama they all go through together trying to be the best band in this competition. Mm. And also I have kind of the personal connection to it because I was also in high school band for four years. Oh, right, right. So like, there's always like kind of niche anime about like, oh, this show's about cooking or the show's about like shows about real specific hobbies. Mm -hmm. And like, this is kind of the one that hits closest for me in that genre of like, oh, 
high school band. That was a thing I did. There's an episode where they're the marching band. I did that. I can super can, can literally relate to all this. And I just also there's a really cute, not quite romance friendship in it. Oh that yeah, I, that I really love. A lot of Yuri baiting in this there's show. There's so much Yuri baiting. <laughs> That would just drive it's, me nuts. That would drive me insane. It's it's a little cheesy. I mean, it's completely cheesy. Because it doesn't really go anywhere. Mm. Mm-hmm. But also, like, when the show ended, like, it was caught up with the novel it's based on. Mm-hmm. And then since then, there have been, like, two... So the entire show takes place in one year. Mm-hmm. And since then, they've done, like, this subsequent two years of Kumiko's high school band mm-hmm. experience. But, like, when the show aired, it was caught up. So I was like, oh, that's just the end of the story. I, so I had no idea that they actually wrote more novels until, like, January. I was like, wait, year two? There's year... Oh, huh, they made more. And, and then year three is this one time at band camp? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I didn't get with See, my friend? Yeah. But that... I had a kind of a weird moment where I'm like looking up spoilers for those. And then I was like, wait, why the fuck am I doing this? I really like this series. Maybe <laughs> I just, cause there, uh, Kiyoani did do a movie for year two mm-hmm. that I haven't seen. Hmm. Cause mm. it's not like fully kind of released in America oh, yet. Right, I think right. they did limited screenings last year, but I've, and I've kind of heard mixed things about that because maybe it moves a little fast considering the entire two seasons of the show were one year oh. and then you do a 90 minute movie for year two. Oh yeah. That could be problematic for pacing. That's maybe a little the bluebird. One, the bluebird movie is sound euphonium, right? Yeah. That's Got a it. spinoff though, but that also takes place in year two. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and then this is, this sucks. This is, this has been bugging me for a while mm-hmm. talking about this. They announced a third project for this series. Mm-hmm. Like a month before the arson happened. Oh, right. So, oh boy, I don't know if we'll ever see yeah, anymore. <laughs> wasn't the movie director one of the unfortunate fatalities in that as well? I don't think so, but I do know that like the lead character designer yeah, died. Yeah, that fucking sucks. Because oh, like, man, that's oof. Because like the entire strength of the show. With all is those characters. Yeah. yeah, like, it's such a vibrantly looking show. Like, it's one of the best shows I've ever seen, especially like, for it's a TV. It's a very good looking show. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ, it looks incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a stunner for sure. There's, yeah. <laughs> I really like this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we gotta, gotta move on, I'm sorry. All right. Moving so Dawn, on. Um, Dawn has a number three. Equally strong emotional connection here. <laughs> Probably <laughs> not. Um, so this was the first. This was it. This was the start. This is, where, this is where it first called to me. The Grail War. Oh. Was my number three. Fate Zero. Hmm. I watched this show ages ago. And didn't touch anything else, Fady, for a long time. But I watched through this show several times in that period because it really fucking rules. Mm-hmm. That's wild because I hear people now be like, oh, Fate Zero kind of spoils Fate Stay Night. Oh, it, oh, it absolutely does. That's like funny. 
like it spoils like several big key reveals like like the sisters <laughs> yeah exactly like the sisters like but, but just a ton of heavens feel um yeah so like i'm i obviously love the vn a lot now and uh-huh. i don't think that this is like the good fate thing i like because this is a smaller story than the yeah. vn is the mm-hmm. vn is the big epic whole main story and then fate zero is the sort of smaller scale um prequel that fills in a lot of these little gaps while also being i i understand the pacing the the decisions and the pacing are really cool in retrospect now that i'm actually familiar with the source material because in fate stay night it's high school kids obviously (laughs) and it's mostly constrained to like this small town and often they will do normal shit during the day, and then at night, um, things go down, and then they have these big dramatic confrontations. Um, but it's also ultimately a bunch of high schoolers like fum- fumbling around, and like some of them are very competent, but they're they're trying trying to get past their own limitations of being like like Shiro, especially just gets mm-hmm. thrust into this world without any context, and then has to jump in and do his best fade zero is like is just breaking all the that over its knee and it's just like what if everybody was like really competent and going into this with like all the resources that a person could go into like this kind of big important confrontation with Mm -hmm. so instead of shiro being the main character this fumbling high school boy it's shiro's dad who is a trained assassin. Yeah, he fucking and, comes to play. <laughs> yeah, and that's like the big key difference here is it's just like every every confrontation. He's just like, what if we use a gun? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like it's yeah. there's so many fantasy properties where you can imagine them just like breaking the rules over its knee. Like, what if? somebody shot a nuke at Voldemort or something. <laughs> it's just like, what if you did, what if you just came at this way very practically mm-hmm. and thought of, and used all the tools you could at your disposal and in this yeah. universe? And that's what Fate Zero does. Yeah. Is that it just goes, takes these rules that Fate's, these very good, cool rules, and then just breaks them apart and puts them back together to make some of the most exciting action ever. Yeah. Um, can, I, can I explain one of the situations so Polly kind of understands it a bit? Go for yeah. it. Go for it. Like, so, like, the masters are weak because they're they're regular humans, mm-hmm. and if you take out the master, the servant dies. Right. <laughs> so, like, Kiritsugo has this whole plan where he sets up a fake master to to pretend to be controlling Saber. Oh, wow. And then, yeah, and, then he's, and then he's just sitting on the roof with a sniper rifle. That's... Trying, trying to shoot the other master. <laughs> That's like, he does not fucking come to mess around. <laughs> the the big one that comes to my brain is that they already set up this in the in the VN is the idea of unbreakable pr- contracts mm. where like oh god your soul your soul gets bound to the contract in an awful way if you break it so you have to do it and so he flings this contract he has a gun on this master and he flings in this contract and he says I promise not and it says on the contract I will not kill you. If you order your, if you use your command seals to order your servant to commit suicide, oh my otherwise I will God. shoot you in the head. So then the guy just like signs the contract and then orders his servants to commit suicide. 
and then walks out, and then the other person working with Kiritsuku shoots him in the head <laughs> after the servants committed suicide. And it's that awful. is so fucked. And then That's Kiritsuku so walks fucked. Kiritsuku is <laughs> walking by him, and he's like gurgling up blood, and it says, "Kill me." And then Kiritsuku says, "Sorry," and holds up the contract. <laughs> <laughs> you literally can't put him out of his misery. <laughs> It's like the most brutal scene I've ever seen. <laughs> That's fucking raw as fuck, dude. <laughs> so again, like, it, its impact is sort of diminished in the context of every subsequent Fate thing ripped off Fate Zero. Like, Apocrypha is just like oh, diet, yeah. caffeine-free, shitty Fate Zero. <laughs> when um, I watched Fate Zero, I was shocked, like, how much Apocrypha clearly wanted to deep throw Fate Zero. <laughs> Um, to the point where, like, when I watched a Fate thing that did kind of follow the format of the original series, it made me, like, of the original Vienna, I was like, oh, this is refreshing. Oh, we're getting back to, like, this sort of quiet, more intimate setting. But in just the context of the Vienna and Fate Zero, Fate Zero is just so explosive and cool and inventive. Right. And it basically just retells the three main arcs of Fate Stay Night, um, but with a Bucci spin. <laughs> And ju- just to make them all, like, fit land as just rawly as possible. Um, and it's just very... And it, it takes all the... It's not just the action. It's also twisting around and playing with all of these thematic ideas from the VN. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sort of the ultimate thing. That's sort of the ultimate cool thing with it. Is that Fate Stay Night is ultimately very sappy and romantic. And that's a big part of why I really like it, mm-hmm. is that it's ultimately very warm stories. Um, Fate Zero isn't that. <laughs> no, no, no. Fate, Fate Zero uh, has respect women worms, does it not? Fate Zero goes... Fate, Fate Stay Night waits 45 hours to get to the worms and then doesn't actually have any like on-screen grossness with them. Mm. Fate Zero, 10 minutes in. Damn. It's episode one. It introduces the worms before it introduces servants. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Sakura is a character in the VN, but she is a prop in Fate Zero. Right, like right. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, she's like six years old or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> I, I mean, great in the... Oh, yeah. That's I rough. Mean. Okay, okay. Just some so, clarification there. Good. Always good yeah. to have clarification in these instances. <laughs> yeah. Which is great in the sense of, oh boy, that's, yeah, that's rough she, content. I mean, she, it's basically like she has no agency as a character. She's just a MacGuffin. Yeah. Yeah. And then the character that wants to save her is punished for it. It's the, it's the anti-heavens feel where it's just, it takes that romantic, like, pa- patriarchal, like, romantic story of heavens yeah. feel of these I will two, save you. I will save you. And then saving and it being very like romantic even though it's uh, again obviously sakura is a prop in that story too but she has more of a she is a character still um and then hey fate zero is just just like no martyring yourself to save a person isn't isn't romantic it's stupid (laughs) and just punishes this guy really hardcore and it's really rough (laughs) so it the two stories um I, I've just kept playing these two authors like back and forth in my head for eight, like the last year because it's really interesting to me because <laughs> they're both gross in such different ways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the, and then the 
differences between Fate Stay Night and Fate Zero just are like the keystone to it all. It's just fascinating. <laughs> Um, I love both stories a lot, and this is uh, that that definitely puts it up at my number three. Nice, with you know caveats, <laughs> GWs. Little, little right asterisk here and there. <laughs> the Fate Zero is the show where you can say the comic relief ser- child serial killer. Oh my god! And then have to clarify, no, not that child comic relief child serial killer. <laughs> the other comic relief child serial killer. <sighs> They're very funny. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm absolutely sure of it. <laughs> no doubt in my mind, John. No doubt. Uh, I got that, that's it. That's all the fate. That's I all rewatched this one, and I just asked Polly beforehand, like, you, you aren't going to join You're me not on joining the fate me and watching it. Because that's been the <laughs> yeah. thing. We were going to watch it together, and then. <sighs> for like 10 years. For 10 years, and then all the fate stuff happened, and it was just like, you're not, you're, you're not feeling up to watching this. Uh, I'm like, nah, you probably It's never it. happening. <laughs> nah, you can't. <laughs> it's the one to enter with if you're not a weirdo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Dan's real good. It's just very slow in comparison. Right. SVN's a lot more, anime. lot more food. A lot of food. <laughs> I was gonna say, there's not cooking in the anime. <laughs> there, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think there's any cooking in Fate Zero. That's its tragic flaw. Polly, yo, what's your number three? Uh, my number three is a, a number three that I feel it, it either is already Soxcast approved or it's gonna be. I don't know how it, it couldn't oh, be because oh, oh. at this point, it's just like we've talked about it a lot and it's come up enough, and it's a show that I feel. <laughs> This is not my anime of the decade, but I feel that this is the property that defined the entire decade, and that is uh, uh, Puella Magi Madoka Magica. Nice, yeah, it's a good choice. And I'm going to say Rebellion is the best thing, but I, I've kind of got what? I kind of got them both <laughs> listed here. I like them both, yeah. but like Rebellion, Rebellion is ridiculous, and I love it. <laughs> um, and it's the freshest in my mind because I last watched that, the series a couple yeah. of years ago, so. Uh, but Rebellion goes so hard. But, I mean, they both go so hard, but man. Uh, if you want to take the magical girl trope and uh, absolutely tear it to shreds, that is exactly what Madoka does. Um, and it's very unapologetic about it. Um, these are not, like, good... Like, this is not a show that is 100% full of good people making good decisions. It's a lot of, it's a lot of flawed, it's a lot of flawed people making very bad decisions. Um, and, and Hamura did nothing wrong. (laughs) I don't believe that at all. We obviously would, I would hope we know that that's a joke by now and that I don't really think that. I think she's actually a terrible person. (laughs) And I think Rebellion really slams that home. What? Oh no, absolutely. <laughs> That's not what I just rewatched though. Um, but the, the series in and of itself is just incredible. Start to finish. Like it's just top-notch quality start to finish. Like the thing that like really stood out to me like when I first watched this that was just insane is that it's like oh, these are characters that are designed by Ume who did Hidamari sketch, right? She, Ume <laughs> yeah. Aoki. Ume Aoki. She did uh Hidamari sketch, so this is going to be fine. And when it starts out, those first two episodes are literally just, yo, this is bait. This is literally, you know, they're trying to convince you that you're watching a Magical Girl show, and then an episode That three, you're watching Nanoha. And then somebody gets their head ripped like off. By the, it's by, like, by the director of Nanoha, I think. Like, he, I mean, like, he was involved. And, and, and then by the end oh. of episode three, somebody's got their head ripped off. 
oh oh things have changed and then like the the the, the, the whole arc that Sayaka goes through is absolutely heartbreaking like that just tears me in half that she is the character that she is and her life is now the way it is it's like oh that hurts that hurts a lot <laughs> um but i don't think i'm going to get much resistance on this one i mean no i think everybody I think everybody kind of agrees that uh Madoka is again like I, I I like I said this is not my anime of the decade it is this high on my mm-hmm. list though because I think that its impact on anime as a whole is just unfucking deniable mm-hmm. yeah it, it just it, I think that, that like this is a show that made it okay to have that tone that you could like mm-hmm. that like you can subvert things and you can turn them on their head in a really interesting and new way it's it's not necessarily just about the fact that this is a dark show i think that it's it's adventurous in what it's doing with established tropes um and i think that that's really what makes it an interesting piece of work you know that aside from just being a really great show with great visuals fantastic music awesome action great themes fantastic characters like it's just so good top to bottom and it's so consistent like it just doesn't lull um yeah and i just love it the bits fantastic Y'all, y'all have the floor. <laughs> the Homura getting all, like I was sort of talking about with the action in Fate Zero, Homura just getting all of the guns ever. Yeah, like her being a gun witch. character was literally like the moment I jumped out of my chair. What the fuck is this show? Mm-hmm. It's the coolest shit. It's just like you're breaking, you're going one step oh. further than anyone than most artists would when it's just like that gunfight at the end of rebellion where they're literally in each other's faces firing guns (sighs) off and just moving their heads is the coolest fucking shit (laughs) it's not even at the end of rebellion it's like early on right in the middle or somewhere it's (gasps) it feels so but it feels so cool and epic it feels climactic oh yeah there's just when they can do that, when they can just go so much further with an idea, like, oh, they can stop time. That's something that a lot of anime would do. But then thinking of, oh, they would find the uh, military warehouses and learn how to use all the guns yes! because they have all the time in the world to set this up. <laughs> and over the course of all these time loops, they would learn how to set up all these guns, w- learn where the, the witch is setting things up, set them up, and then it still wouldn't work. And then, oh, it's yeah. so good. It's like, like it's so the, good. The despair is so good. Oh, it's good despair. <laughs> so I just may have noticed. I just rewatched this like literally today. Mm-hmm. The what funny thing I noticed, huh? What stuck out to you is that so in the. I guess we're going kind of full spoiler here because I think mm-hmm. everybody should probably know about this show by now. Mm-hmm. In the flashback, where it's kind of going through Homer's history, like. She has the time stop power, but she has no weapon at first. Mm-hmm. And then it literally shows her Googling, like, how to build Googling a bomb. Googling how to build a bomb. <laughs> I remember then, that. So that's very good. And then someone later is like, I think probably Mommy, was like, do you have any other weapons you can use? And it shows it shows Homura, like, going into a Yakuza office and, like, <laughs> opening up the cabinets and just taking a bunch of handguns. Yeah. <laughs> And but then it escalates per, fast that where it shows her raiding a military, <laughs> military uh, and taking uh, yeah. like assault rifles, and then 
And then when it goes to the final big battle against Walpurgisnatt or whatever, she's got like 50 bazookas <laughs> and like she drives a truck into it, jumps <laughs> off and lands on like an anti-air missile that she had set up apparently and fires that off. And then Walpurgisnatt like lands in this canyon that she has like a hundred bombs already set up in and it still doesn't work. Oh. But it's like, wow, they really escalated her whole use guns thing. Yeah, yep. it's 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 so like, yeah, the most absurd thing. But I appreciate that effort on a level that you will never be able to comprehend. <laughs> it's so good. And they say mm-hmm. she's oh. literally not allowed to give up. Yeah, because then she becomes a witch. Yep. Yeah. All while Yuki Kaijira blares. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Which is also a big part of Fate Zero's appeal. <laughs> What is, it is weird though, Madoka and uh, Fate Zero, also both written by Urobuchi. Yep, yep. And also having the same sound mm-hmm. from Yuki Kaidra. Good choice, Polly. Yeah, that, like, hey, it's undeniable. Okay. What about you, Rat? What's your number three? Uh, so I basically don't have a number three because my number two and three may as well have been tied. I didn't actually decide until today. Oh, you chicken shit. So I'm just, no, I'm, so I'm saying I have a number three okay. written here, but like for like the last three months, I've been sitting here going, well, these are two and three. Mm-hmm. I don't know what order. And like, but is the, basically the point I'm trying to get is cross this do no order would actually make me happy because I love them both so much. Mm-hmm. So, but, but begrudgingly, I went with from the new world as my number three. Ooh, ooh, Shin Sakaiori. That is it. I, I see why you needed to preface that now. Okay, yeah. I got you. Because I think we might be talking about this one later. Might be. <laughs> might be. But it was like, it was like I... You know, stuff's gotta be ahead of it. Yeah. No. <laughs> I feel like this but, is a pretty clear standout. Yeah. Just... So, like, where Polly says Monica is kind of the standout anime of the decade, Mm -hmm. like, on a popular sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel that the show as, like, a work of art... Yes. ...is probably the most powerful and most important show of the decade. Yeah. It's just a lot. That show is so much (laughs) to try and take in. Um, Yeah. God. Just Like, even when we did a spoiler cast for it, it still does We're still not over it. We're still yeah. not over it. Like, that show still sticks with you, but it sticks to your ribs. Yeah. Like a good stew. <laughs> Just the emotional roller coaster you go through by the end, and how you fucking feel by the end of that last episode. You are Just, so emptied of emotion. You feel like the monster. <laughs> yeah, you are the monster. It's like. Because you have cheered for these characters to kill the other characters. Yeah. And then when it's all over, you're like, was we did the wrong thing yeah like we we are part of the cycle and it's yeah we are the ugliness yeah Ugh. and i also think this show is kind of the closest anything has gotten to higurashi for me in that kind of horror vibe. yeah in that same vein yeah there's definitely some parts like kind of is very spitballing here like towards the end when shit's really going to hell oh, like episode like 20 or so oh god like mm-hmm. when, the, when that biggest t- assault is happening on the main town yeah and she's just running for her life basically it is frightening yeah <sighs> that whole show is a lot yeah that it's wild that it has like themes that subversive and responsible 
mm-hmm. while also being so viscerally entertaining. Yeah, like it's really good. Yeah, it's it's definitely on a soapbox, but mm-hmm. it doesn't forget that it is also an, a, a piece of entertainment, and that is a mm-hmm. hard, hard, hard line to straddle mm-hmm. uh, in writing, and yeah. they manage it so well with that show. The super weapon reveal. Oh my god. <laughs> god. Uh, yeah. So, uh, John. <laughs> that's that's good. Yeah? Yeah, we'll move on from that one. The secret enemy of the decade. The secret yeah. enemy of the decade. No, I think we can all agree, basically, anime, in yeah. a lot of ways, that is sort of the art of the decade, I think. Yeah. So that's that's number three. That, that's your number three, Red. That's my number three. All right, we got a listener well, I've list. Got a, I've got a user list to read. You, it's a listener list. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Polly always so, yells at me for saying user list. Yeah, you've been saying listener the entire the, the entire run of both episodes. I'm very proud of you. Because I wrote listener list in my outline, <laughs> so I didn't fuck it up. I actually still <laughs> around. I think on the third or fourth one, I stumbled and said like you listener list. Yeah. <laughs> So, John. so this one's from Jetstorm4, our gold pal Tom. Hey, SoxCast. Since the request has been made, I shall send my top three anime of the decade, even though I haven't seen much, I think. Number three, Puebla Magi Madoka Magica. Yeah. God, I wish I gave the show a full match watch earlier than I did because it was truly heartbreak after heartbreak the whole time. <laughs> While ending off on a positive note, I think, at least in the series, the show really <laughs> is one of those that squeezes out every little bit of goodness and gets to some raw storytelling. Mm. That's a good way of putting it. Mm. It's just drama. Yep. Uh, number two, this is one that I really liked, and if I had a couple fewer things to put on here, I probably oh. would have put on here because it's super charming. Cool. Um, Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun. I watched the show based on a clip of one scene, and it turned into... I know what scene it was, too. And it turned into a favorite that I'd, I've even revisited after watching and still had a great time. While it does begin and end as a go-nowhere romance between two idiots, they're endearing idiots who you want to root for, as well as the cast that surrounds them through the 12 episodes. This is the one that had the the two people writing yaoi fanfiction comics oh. of the video game they're playing, that, that clip that went everywhere on Tumblr. Right, right, yeah. The whole show... It's it's basically that funny. Huh. It's very funny. Um it does I think the only thing that held it back for me is that it does the um just keep introducing characters for the whole show. Oh. But like it 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 stays funny the whole time and it's very very just I like all the characters a lot. So I, I that's a good good one. Um number 1, Mobile Suit Gundam Unicorn. Yeah, it turns out Tom really likes Gundam. Who would have guessed? All right, so while not the first Gundam I've experienced, it was my taste into getting more into the series as a whole, along with Turna, but that's a different list. The OVA and the series as well, since they're basically the same thing, is a wild ride through traditional Gundam storytelling, along with some of the best visuals that I could watch all day. This series got me more into Gundam, and I'll appreciate it for that always. Thank you for taking my uninformed anime opinions, and I ho- hope you all have a good podcast recording. Noise. Cool. I want to get. I want to figure out more Gundam at some point. Gundam is <laughs> Gundam is complicated. I've watched some Gundam and mm. it's good, but there's a whole, 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 whole lot of it. Yep. Uh, I've seen exactly eighth MS team and it ruled. So mm. gonna watch more at some point. So I think I've got a number two. Uh, my number two is Shinseki Yori from the New World. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Um, I think that's just the big thing I wanted to say is like how thoughtful and responsible and smart it is yeah um 
it's not like I think when you're trying to when you tell a story where a character learns a lesson over the course of the story where they learn and grow and then you get to the end and you feel catharsis because now they're now they've grown and they they're not a shitty person anymore. Mm-hmm. Um in a way you're kind of giving the audience the catharsis where they feel like now they're a better person. Yeah, yeah. I think you're sort of letting the audience off the hook emotionally. Yep. They don't have to go away from the story <laughs> feeling like they need to apply that lesson to their life. Mm-hmm. Like they can maybe do that, but there's an emo when you leave off with a clean catharsis, um, you can kind of jet you can kind of let it go yeah. a little bit. Um and I love clean catharsis. I love a lot of those stories. But from the new world um doesn't do that. No. It <laughs> it doesn't let you off the hook. It is <laughs> No, yeah, it, it like I said, this is a show like that when we watched it and those the final credits rolled, like I just for like the week after, I just <laughs> felt like so like I felt that show in my soul and it did not leave because it's just oh, mm-hmm. it's so much. Yeah, um, I think I think Parasite's sort of a recent example of that kind of story like that that one big word because people saw that and realized oh this is just grabbing me in the guts yeah and this is 26 episodes 26 episodes or so of just like this extremely powerful message Mm -hmm. and it just leaves you feeling like complicit (laughs) yeah like it oh just like i can still vividly imagine that feeling of feeling indicted when that show finished like it's like the mirror is now just reflecting you Mm -hmm. (laughs) like your your monitor turned itself off and you just see your reflection it's so Mm -hmm. it's man that's such a good word to use it though complicit yes (laughs) you just feel guilty by the end (laughs) (laughs) Because we all we all let this happen, and it's it's a cycle that continues. Mm-hmm. We all raise our monster cats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, boy. Uh, I'm I'm realizing just how bad. It is. <laughs> so this, this is yeah. like one of the two shows on my list that I didn't revisit because it was because just, you were... it, it was too much, and I've already seen it twice. It's so. heavy, mm-hmm. and it's way too relevant right now. Oh god! Mm, I still only watched it the once. It's gonna. I'm not ready yet. <laughs> yeah, like this is one where if you're gonna revisit it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're going in blind and you ain't seen it, like the show leaves you with a lot of conflicted feelings. Mm-hmm. And again, it's so fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, like it's like, very it's entertaining. So like scary a, and on... visceral. Yeah, that's why it works. Yeah. It just, it's it's it completely just pulls you into this extremely tense, visceral, fun story, and then it but then it also leaves you feeling that way. I think yeah. I, I feel like it's sort of the the highest purpose <laughs> yeah. a story like a story can aspire to. Right, is, right. Is pulling you in that way while also leaving you with that kind of yeah. um real lesson yeah yeah like the real lesson the show is teaching you is 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 yeah it's it, it's it's woven into the fibers and when they make that final stitch 
mm-hmm. it all like and you stand back and you see the entire quilt is <laughs> your sins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, in episode ten, like when oh, they first man. Oh boy. Is that the Karma Demon one? Yeah, I think so. Yep. Yeah. It's around there. That one's so fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Like, it's so pretty. Man. And people said this show looks like fucking trash. Like, this show <laughs> does not get the love I feel that it deserves at all. It's almost universally just not liked very much in most of the circles yeah. that I've seen. Weird. People tend to just write it off as psychological horror. And they uh-huh. don't really like. I don't feel that. Like, I either feel they don't. They they either don't get it or they didn't watch it and just wrote a review anyway. <laughs> <laughs> also, I did a Death Grips uh, remix to one of the themes from the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think this was also when I started getting disenfranchised with a lot of sort of Tumblr critical ethoses because yeah, I saw a couple of folks complaining. They really didn't was... like the way the gay was presented in this. Because. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it doesn't it doesn't work out. It's not like because they're gay, it's just doesn't work out. Yeah, right? it's just hey, um, a lot of things in this show don't work out. It's not just the gay. Mm-hmm. So it's this is a hard show for a lot of people. I think I think a lot of the times when things are hard like that, you'll kind of find excuses to like people yeah. cannot like it. That's fine. Yeah, that's. I think sometimes fine. maybe there's maybe you're sort of finding an excuse to yeah dismiss it. Yeah, yeah. When it's something that hits this hard. Yeah. Like, it's an easy out. It's an easy parachute. Um, oh, this doesn't apply to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yep. I really like From the New World. It, it It's devastating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another good war to In use the best it. possible way. Mm-hmm. Polly. My number What's two. What's your number two? I got a number two. I don't know if it competes with that, but we'll try. <laughs> So I almost feel like uh, people forgot how amazingly well put together, animated, and written this movie is. I know what it is. I'm talking about the disappearance of Haruhi Suzumiya. Yeah. I've watched this movie at least once or twice every year since it came out. Wow, really? I, I fucking love this movie. That's um, so cool. It, it's like, it's, it's a tone and a story that is so different for from for this series because it doesn't have her in it this story almost entirely focused on yuki and the way they peel back the layers and how this story all comes tying back to her is such a good study in in that character in and of herself because it's just you kind of play her off normally it's just oh she's the sundere very aloof doesn't really care like that's what you write her off as and then you get a very different depiction of her um in this film for uh for for reasons that I won't spoil because it's it's a real good twist when you get to that point um but it's interesting to see Kion interacting with somebody in a different way and in a different a more dramatic and serious setting that is very removed from the bullshit he has to deal with on the daily, but it's still intrinsically tied to it because obviously it's it's tied to Yuki, right? Um, and I, I don't know, like I don't know how, like I don't hear people talking about this movie anymore. It's just like y'all mm-hmm. forget that it's real fucking good. Like it's like it's almost flawless. 
Like I would, I would, I, I will say it's flawless because I can't think yeah. of anything I really dislike about it. Um, I just, I love I think... the way that it digs into that world, the way it works, those characters. It's really fucking cool. I think cool. that its baggage is that it's connected to, you know, a TV show that's from 2006 now. Like, it's it's getting up there in old age. Yeah. I think just kind of the new yeah, halls of season two. Yeah. And, yeah. and Endless 8 kind of coming off of yeah. the back of Endless 8 did not probably give it the most goodwill in the world, yeah. I wouldn't say. Um, and, and I think that yeah. Endless 8 touched on some of the themes that this touches on because Yuki is, again, mm-hmm. a central character in Endless 8 and she's the one kind of notices the shit that's going on and literally is cognizant of every time loop. <laughs> so that being, like, this movie kind of being the catharsis for that and, like, exploring her character, like, as that person that's kind of just, like, well, do you have the emotional capacity to kind of just be fed up with this bullshit you have to deal with? And this is your response to that, I guess. Um, it's just really good top to bottom. Like, it's a real, yeah. like, it's a good journey for those characters and it's a good light to put them all in. Um, yeah, it's just really good, man. I just, I just wish they kept making Haruhi adaptations because this is not the end. No, it, the thing. it's, it's only not like the, the end. Book. This is the only the fourth book, and there are nine books. Um, <laughs> and given that Kyoani was the ones behind um, that that this movie yeah. and that anime, I don't really like. I know that they did. Uh, well, there was there was that bullshit with the voice actors for Haruhi. Yeah. Like her being basically blacklisted they, from the she industry. She got blacklisted because she wanted to be a person and not a... Yeah. yeah it was real <laughs> shitty. Uh, apparently she's doing better now, though. But, yeah. But also, with the state that it, uh, studio is that in... That studio is in... This is a low priority, unfortunately, it's probably it's probably a low, so old. Yeah, it's so old. And, and like from what I understand, the writer of the original... Uh, light novels is a pain in the ass to work with and nobody likes working <laughs> with them at all. So, um, yeah, like, uh, unless they've translated all nine books, which I'm not sure if they have at this point, I know that they were putting them out. I've got like the first four volumes, but I don't know if they finished <laughs> then. I don't know how the story ends yet, but yeah. Um, yeah. but, uh, the, the disappearance of Haruhi Suzumiya is a fantastic point in that trip. Uh, cool. it's, it's so unbelievably good. It's cool. long as fuck, and it you're, makes every second count. You're making me want to rewatch so much more stuff again. <laughs> like, okay, now I need to rewatch Tatami Galaxy and Haruhi, <laughs> all of Haruhi, except for, you know, episodes two through seven two of through Endless se- Eight. Yeah, right, right. Fuck that. I I watched all eight. God, you you have more I than it. I... You have more wherewithal in you than I do, because I only watched, I only, like, one yeah. or two, and then I watched the finale. I got through it because I was doing it week to week, mm-hmm. and every week it was just a game of like, are they really not? Gonna, they're really not doing it this week, huh? <laughs> I literally I just went in blind. I cannot believe really... that that is something that has been released on DVD and they charge oh my 40, 40 fucking dollars for it. Is it like eight episodes of that and like five episodes for the second book? I think it's something so. Like that. It's something <laughs> like that. Crazy. It's uh, yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> I love Haruhi, cool. but man, Endless Eight was just like, like I don't Listen, know, we... I don't know how they didn't think that they were gonna 
burn all goodwill. Yeah, I don't know how they didn't think that they would burn all goodwill with that. And, uh, like, my guess is that, like, I'm going to say the author probably said you either do it this way or we don't have a deal. And since they're the one that owns the property, I'm sure that's what happened. They're like, we got budgeted for 13 episodes. (laughs) Okay, we'll put five for the second book. Yeah. Okay, what do we do with these other eight? Um... Well, it's all the same episode, you see. They reanimated it every every, every single, time. single time. It's like a masterclass in trolling. It really in a weird is. Way. Like when you consider, like, yeah, like it definitely felt like a troll, and it's how Kyoani kind of developed that reputation for a bit as being trolly, is because and en- they let endless aid happen, and they were complicit. They were yeah. complicit. <laughs> complicit. <laughs> it was devastating. <laughs> it's kind of an interesting study in how many ways you can direct the same episode because you can put them back to back and like the shots will all be composited differently. Yes, yes it's an interesting like, but it's also unwatchable. Yeah, as an experiment, <laughs> I'm here, but it's not watchable as something as entertainment. It's just not. Yeah, if somebody it's, got their rocks a, you off, you had to be there even then. It yeah, was a lot to deal with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that is what it is. But at least we still got disappearance out of it and that lived up to every bit of the hype like having read the book beforehand like i was already familiar with it so like seeing the way that it was adapted pretty much nearly flawlessly was just like and and with the the level of animation that it has like this is a beautiful movie yeah um yeah go watch it if you're into the haruhi series go watch haruhi in general like it's it's great but the i feel feel I have a feeling if you were into Haruhi, you've seen this damn movie. Probably, probably, but... Hey, maybe there's somebody out there that did not know. Like, they, they did another Haruhi series. You just didn't hear about it, by the way. You can look it up. It's like the... What is it? Oh. Like the SD one? Yeah, it's... Oh. I don't remember. Yeah, I'm, I, saw I know a there's preview, spinoffs. I saw a preview for it, and it was like, I'm not watching that. Yeah. I know. I, know, I think Poncho watched it. I mean, there were anyway. super deformed ones in, like, 2009. No, I think there, there was something was... afterwards where it's, like, the Adventures huh. of Yuki Nagato Yeah, or the Adventures of Yuki Nagato-chan or something. Oh. I think it more thoroughly explores, like, the ideas set forth in Disappearance mm-hmm. uh, of, of Yuki kind of going her own way and creating a world that is huh. um, a very stark difference from what normally is. And, like, it's a world where she's actually more... Uh, you know, emotionally vulnerable and the like. It's it, like I said, it latches onto a lot of the ideas in disappearance. I think. Oh wow! Yeah, that's all from 2015. The the vanishing, the disappearance of Nagato Yuki. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's also not done by Kyoani. It's not done by Kyoani. Uh, gotcha. I've I've heard it's just not very good. So. Mm. Mm. That right. is kind of wild that a new series came by and everyone just kind of and went, literally <laughs> nobody knew. Yeah. So Red. What is? Yeah, it's like we knew, but just kind of went. Eh. Yeah. Soret, do you have a number okay, two? Okay, I'm, I'm going to shock y'all with this one. No. You're never going to see this one coming. Okay. It's the one that... <laughs> I feel bad about this now. It's the one that knocked From the New World down to my number three. Oh, wow. My number two is Puella Magi Madoka Magica. I... <laughs> obviously. Ooh, yeah, that's... It, it's a hard I knock, just... but I understand it. I just had to give it to this one because this one just hit me so unbelievably fucking hard in 2011. Yeah. Like, this was out of nowhere. I did not expect anything like this. 
it's just really good. I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, I literally rewatched the. So I watched the two recap movies last mm-hmm. night. I think the first one moves way too fast because mm-hmm. okay. it's like it's like compressing the first like eight episodes into two hours. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit much. And then the second movie is like the last four episodes in two hours, which mm. is pretty much uncut, basically. That's mm. yeah. They How did the best it... they could. Is there is there extra content in the second movie? I thought. If there is, it's been so long since I watched the series gotcha. that I don't know. I mean, there's there's a, a couple shots where I'm like, I think this one is new, but it's like it's a vague kind of yeah, not knowing for sure. They redrew gotcha. a ton of stuff. It's like. There's the TV show that aired, then there's the Blu-rays, and then there's the movie, and they made it better looking each time. Every single release has something new and changed. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, the movie is, like, stunningly gorgeous. It's like background porn. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, very few anime that are in 1080p actually feel like they're using that level of detail, but this does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, with the backgrounds just being, like, ridiculously intricate and detailed and just, like... The show is just kind of crazy visually, like, how little of a fuck they give of kind of, at times, presenting, like, realistic spaces. Yeah. Where, like, Homer's base is just kind of this empty white void. Yeah. (laughs) With a clock in the background. And stuff like that, where it's, like, Monica's room just has, like, 12 chairs in a circle for some reason. (laughs) So this room, so it's just a very pretty and artistic show. It just doesn't... It doesn't make sense visually. Yeah. But that's just stuff that jump, jumped out onto me on this rewatch because I've seen the show a whole bunch of times because it's very, very good. Yeah. And, like, it's just a roller coaster from episode three to the end, and it just keeps getting better. Yeah. And Homer does nothing wrong in the TV series. <laughs> and then there's that there's that sequel movie that I'm still a little mixed on. <laughs> you but, don't like Rebellion? I don't dislike Rebellion, but it's like my because the show hit me so incredibly mm-hmm. hard in 2011. Mm-hmm. Rebellion kind of is a tag along, basically. Like, I feel like Rebellion flies in the face of a lot of what you like about the original, maybe. And, and then there's that. <laughs> but then there are the last 20 minutes. Which that last 20 minutes are, is a lot. It, it, which is like an entirely different series, mm-hmm. but also. It's a logical conclusion for those characters, I yeah, think. Yeah, I don't know. So how I don't else. dislike Rebellion. I think it's maybe just a little fan servicey, especially towards the start. Right. Things like Mommy versus Homura is excessively fan service. It, yeah, it's excessive, but, but it's, also so very good. it's that good kind of fan service where I'm just fucking here with here for it's like trigon it's like that uh trigon movie badlands rumble where it's bad mm-hmm. but man there's some good action in there <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah the tv series i think is basically perfect and then the ending of the movie is a conclusion that makes you go yeah that's fair that's yeah probably like, i how get you i get you i'm not 100 with you but i get you i yeah that's fair you turned like my favorite character ever into the villain i i get you <laughs> that's what obsession gets you man you didn't get you did not get the girl oh man things are going bad now fixation and martyrdom and self-martyrdom so i guess that's the other thing that jumped out to me rewatching it is that one this is an urobuchi story and like sayaka's whole hero of justice thing 
really does kind of resonate in that Fate Zero kind of way of her being excessively punished for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, then her arc, yeah. Having that, having that context now, I can see how that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, because she is just so gung-ho about, I'm going to be a good girl and save people. And then as soon as she faces like any sort of Any adversity, sort of pushback, it's like, well, we're done. Yeah, especially in the movie version, which is sped up. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> she just folds, like, fucking instantly. Just it's kind of funny. folds like origami. Because, like, they cut a lot of her fights out, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. So it's, like, really, it's she real just gives up immediately. <laughs> just throws in the fucking towel when there's not enough ham to make a ham sub. Yeah. <laughs> the, the silhouette fight, at least in the TV they series. Keep, they, they keep good. that one in the movie. That's one of the most striking good. images, just ever, yeah. for me. Oof, that one's just, really good. Oof. I think it's kind of the one before that with, like, the merry-go-round that they excessively mm-hmm. cut down to basically nothing. Mm-hmm. But anyways, the other thing I noticed is that Sayaka's arc really does kind of prelude Homura's where she does everything for somebody she is romantically interested in. Yeah. And then it goes bad. It goes she bad, can't take yeah. It. Like, you're supposed... Like- you feel like that's supposed to be her learning moment, like that moment where you sit down and you see a thing happen and you go, all right, I'm not going to stick my hand in the light socket again, but she sticks her hand <laughs> in the light socket again. And there's a line that I'm not sure exactly what it was, but it's something like, just because you put in the effort doesn't mean you're going to get what you want. Yep. And, it, and yep. It's, I think it's said to Saika, but it applies to Homura. It applies to Homura, yeah. It's like those... There are interesting parallels there, and, the, mm-hmm. and Homer's story doesn't kind of go all the way in the TV series, and then it does in the movie. Oh, it goes so many places. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what places it has to go. Also, QB is such a fucker, I couldn't believe it. He's such Just an like, asshole. Oh my god, he's he, so bad. He's like, villain of the decade, honestly. Like, yeah. Yeah. His yeah. True, I feel that. I am 100%. Apathy. Yeah. And just not understanding why these girls care that they are being killed off. Like... Just the way he'll say, like, there are 6.9 billion humans with the rate of 10 per minute being added. Why would you care about a few dying? Like, he's just so cold and There's logical. There's such a detachment from, yeah. from normal human logic that makes yeah. him work so well. And I am 100% yeah. on board with him being villain of the decade. <laughs> yeah. And then in the movie, they continue to be fuckers. Oh, yeah. It's oh, ratcheted boy. up. They do the most evil thing you can do. Which is yeah. undo the... Undo the sacrifice. That's so fucked. So evil. But but does okay. he does get his? He gets his. Mm-hmm. <laughs> almost almost feel bad by the end. Yeah, you almost do. <laughs> it's so evil. Just 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 Cube being. Oh man, I was kind of <laughs> I was kind of in over my head. With I this. was not <laughs> ready for this. Don't mess with the teenage girl's emotions. Yeah. Mm. Bad move. Okay, I feel better about this. this. Is my number two now? Yeah, it's a, that's a cool. solid number two. It's a very good number. It's a very good series. It's a very good with, series. It's like it's it's super anime, but there's still a lot to unpack and discuss oh, with it. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, which is cool. Like from the new world, just doesn't seem quite as air quotes anime, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's yeah. definitely more grounded and and real. And, and, and mature and mature and and i know that like given your tastes this this uh, makes 100 yeah. percent sense to me all right so before we wind this down to actual anime of the decade i thought maybe it's time to show a little bit of love 
to the shows that just the losers. That, yes, basically the trash, <laughs> the god awful garbage. John, what are some god awful garbage anime that are trash, <laughs> didn't make the list, and aren't worth mentioning at all? Um, like I said earlier on Tom's list, I really like Nozaki Kun. I think it's just very funny mm-hmm. and very just sweet. Like mm-hmm. I think it's a, I think it's just a nice story. Mm-hmm. I fucking loved Promare when I saw that in mm-hmm. theaters. Um, that's that's up there, y'all, for like favorite trigger thing. It's just it's I, just I need to see this trigger. I need to it's, see this. It's so good. It just is. It's a lot of very good energy, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and it also just goes absolutely buck wild with the plotting where it just keeps throwing you into completely new directions. Nice. Um, so it never, it's never boring. <laughs> That's fantastic. I wonder yep. if Trigger just works better in shorter formats like a movie or Nova. I think that, like, I think that their style that, like that general voice that they have that is very loud, boisterous and stylized mm-hmm. animation and all that, I think it does work better if you don't have to be exposed to it over a prolonged period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, Psychopaths. Nice. It's a great, it's a great we, fucking show. We both great. only watched season one, though, right? Yeah, so we only watched season one. and that, that's great. Because that's the Urobuchi one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the Buchi one. That's what I'm here for. Um, I watched Tokyo Ghoul season one. Oh, wow. Um, this is such a dumb show. Mm-hmm. It's so dumb. <laughs> oh, okay. boy. Um, it's about people that become ghouls, which means that they need to eat human flesh yep. to survive. And it's basically like a vampire story, except with actually eating eating flesh <laughs> instead of So it's, um, it's making blood. the move that Shin Megami Tensei Digital Devil Saga didn't. <laughs> yes, it actually goes... It goes real hard on it mm. and the climax of this first season where the schlubby boy who starts out very like kind of pathetic and gets turned into a half ghoul and just has to and has to kind of like slowly figure out his way in his ascension into a glorious <laughs> cannibal bondage prince <laughs> At the end of the series, it's the one of the it's like one of the hottest things in anime this year <laughs> is when he like turns the tables on his torturer and pulls a centipede out of his ear. Oh my god! Just like without flinching, just <sighs> and. Mm. And then the, the closing shot of the show is is the camera being flung into his open mouth <laughs> as he just eats the viewer. Son of a bitch! That's so goddamn cringy, but I love it. Oh, it's so <laughs> edgy and so <laughs> glorious. It, it's Wait. so good. Wait, Jared, yeah, we're, not, we're not doing number ones right now. I know it's it's very special. <laughs> um, Yuri Kuma. That's the. Most recent um, Ikuhara show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a. It's it's an Ikuhara show where it's. It's about gay bears. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna. It's very. It's outrageous. It's lesbians. Gay. Lesbian bears. It is outrageously gay and thoughtful <laughs> and fun. Um, I don't know. I don't. I only watched it once. I don't. I cannot summarize this one. Um, erased. Mm. 
this 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 was one of my like this would make a real classy number ten because this is just yeah this is it's sort of like a place further than the universe where it's just kind of the perfect at being what it is yeah um, I've had this on my to watch list history. for way too long and I really need to get to it it's it's great yeah. like it's just not as flashy as a lot of the things on the actual yeah. top ten list but mm-hmm. it's just so perfect at what it being what it is um you're in ice. I completely loved it. I thought it was really romantic and sweet and just very fun to watch. And they have all these great ice skating sections for that make you swell with emotions. Mm, um, I loved it. Um, this is a shitty one to include because it's really gross and sexualizes kids a bunch. It's Prisma Ilya. Oy. Sorry. Oh, boy. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Sorry. He likes some parts of it. Not um, the sexualized kids part. Yeah, not that part of it. Um, the, the deal is that Fate Zero changed fate, and everything started ripping off Fate Zero because it was so good. And then, but Prisma Ilya is like the one fate property that like gets back to the. We're going. We're hanging out during the day, and then we're going out at night and having these very tense, like, not as intense stakes battles as Fate Zero. Just like regular kids fighting these awful creatures. At, and then balancing that with like very much lighter material, and it, it, it's out of all the out of all the ants spinoff fate media, it kind of captures the feel of the original VN the best in terms of that pacing, not in terms of the not gross in shit, terms of the gross is, shit. Okay, absolutely, which is absolutely reprehensible and and at, should disqualify anybody from watching it ever because it sucks so bad. Uh, but <laughs> I like that part of it a lot. Uh, it has very good action. The way you, the wording there was a little. That was a little weird. That's suspect. Liked, that weird. That wording was suspect. I liked <laughs> that. I liked that part of it. The the v, the pacing of the VN and okay. the okay. okay. and the states. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for thank you for forcing me to clarify. Yeah, you needed <laughs> um, to in that instance. Yeah, but I watched like forty five episodes of the show in like four five days, so it, it feels like <laughs> dishonest to not include it. <laughs> Um, Tatami Galaxy, mm. just completely great. And this one, I think this might be like a completely great show that I just didn't get the first time. And it's Penguin Drum, the other Ikuhara joint, mm. because this gets really political and subtexty and mm. weird in a way that I just don't get because it's also yeah. like a very um, specific facet of like Japanese history. Yeah. Of like this lost generation of yeah. kids, and I just remember this image of kids on a conveyor belt being shoveled into a furnace, just like that <laughs> yep. Pink Floyd, that Pink Floyd image, and it lands really hard. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay, the show that's built around this image might be something really special. <laughs> it's and I just probably kind of... saying something. I just I was not tuned into that signal at first. Yeah, because I was very, I was a, little, I was in high school. I maybe yeah. I wasn't in for this. Um, so that's maybe the highest on the. I really need to take another gander at this because I think this might be mm. real special. So, Polly, what's your? What about your honorable mentions? I've just a few. Uh, my first two are Evangelion two point two two and three point three three. I love the absolute bombast in which they're trying to approach this story and. It, looks and seems like a gigantic train wreck and I can't wait to see how it ends. <laughs> like, I don't know if what they're gonna do with this is good or bad, but I'm here 
to write it out till the end, uh, 2.22 and 3.33 are both uh, compelling enough arguments for me to stick it out and have at least a little bit of faith. I like what they're doing. I think that it's an interesting take. I don't know that if it's got the same amount of heart as the originals and uh, End of Evangelion. It's be hard to be. It'd be hard to, it be would hard be to hard, match that. Yeah, it's hard to match that because it was made with a very specific mindset, and I know that the people behind it, uh, especially Ano, not in that same place anymore. It's coming from a different place, and it's understand. So, but I, I am here for the bombast and the spectacle. I can appreciate it at least for that much. Um, Watamote, of course. Like I really like that show oh, a lot. Yeah. Uh, Girls' Last Tour uh, definitely is oh, gonna no. gets a shout out too. Uh, it is not. It is not anime of the decade. Uh, it, it's just a little too recent for me to have been able yeah. to give it a place on a list that I feel is already strong. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've I, no doubt that I, I absolutely love Girls Last Tour, and I, okay, you know, like there's not it not being on this list is not a slight against it. I absolutely love it. It's just I might not be in the right brain space for the, <laughs> where that show put me. And maybe I like everything else on this show might have put me in a better, uh, better place. Uh, so yeah. I thought this was going to be on your list originally, but then when you had to preface uh, "Place Further Than the Universe" as being the most recent show you watched, I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, yeah. So because so, that was better. <laughs> yeah, Girls' Last Door being here, like I said, not making the list doesn't mean it's bad. It's just yeah, it, it's a time. Listen, thing. recency. It's, it's I got some so hard cuts recent. I had to make as well. Yeah, it's so recent. And another one I'll give a shout-out to that I think that I was initially a little... Um, I was probably a little harder on it than I should have been. Uh, but I, having gone back and rewatched bits and pieces of it uh, again, I think I, I can appreciate it because I think that it's dumb on the same way... And on the same wavelength that I am dumb, and I appreciate that, uh, is Kill a Kill. I'll give that... I'll give that... I'll, I, I'm giving that show a pass. Um, I don't know if it would have been a 10 or 11... Uh, but I think I can appreciate it now, uh, having looked back and having, mm-hmm. again, having went back and watched some certain episodes again, having seen, like, yeah, like, I can appreciate the, stu- the stupid and where this show is coming from. <laughs> so There's some parts of that that just go, that just land, like I said, really hard with yeah. some of that action. Yeah, yeah, it, like there's, the... some of it just works so, so well, and it's just like, you can't really deny that. So, yeah. Like, I'll, I'll give Kill a Kill a shout. Um, I don't really have any other uh, honorable mentions. Rhett, honorable mentions. Okay. So, real quickly, you know what's crazy is that Evangelion 2 actually came out in 2009 in Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not, not like going, oh, Polly picked something from out of this decade, but it's just like, and the fourth one still isn't out yet. It's 11 oof. years later. It's supposed to be out in July? Okay. So, basically, though, like, yeah, it We're took old... 10 years for this whole thing to happen. Which, I mean, the... <laughs> considering that these are big-budget movies, I understand yeah. why it would take 10 years to make four of them. Mm, I don't know, 10 years is a bit much. But because I'm thinking, like, the period of time between en- End of Evangelion and 2.0 mm-hmm. is almost as long as the time period yeah. between 2.0 and 4 now. Yeah. Like, that's when it feels a bit excessive. <laughs> but that's just a quick aside. Uh, so, honorable mentions... So when you first proposed doing anime of the decade, you mm-hmm. were like top ten, and I was like, okay, top ten. That'll be tough because I'll have to cut a lot. Yeah. And then on a four of my frequent reset era, they were like, hey, we're doing anime of the decade, top twenty-five. Oh damn! And I said to myself, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna build myself a top twenty-five list. 
<laughs> and then I still ended up with like 30 things on the short list. <laughs> so there was a lot of rewatching and a lot of culling and a lot of moving things around. So here's a quick overview of my top 25. Thank you, Rhett. <laughs> Number 25, Kaiji Against All Rules. <laughs> This is the second season of Kaiji only, which is why it's kind of the bottom one, because it doesn't right. really hit the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I think the first season is just straight up better. But I remember just binging like the second half of the, the season mm-hmm. in like one go, because it was just nonstop edgier seat fucking bullshit. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> like the first season is one that actually has something to say. And then this season is he plays Pachinko for like half the season, and it's <laughs> extremely entertaining for some reason because it just it gets so stupid where it's like oh but did you know because they're they're playing pachinko and it's like the way the balls fall is like supposed to be rigged against his favor right right then it's like oh but did you know kaiji came to this building earlier in the day and loaded up like 20 barrels of concrete in a corner in the fourth floor that nobody would find and doing that caused the building to sink 0.001 degrees so now the impossible shot becomes possible <laughs> like like really bizarre stupid shit like that yeah <laughs> that becomes totally my jam <laughs> uh so moving on <laughs> number 24 is sake of <laughs> girls mm. which is i watched the, the i watched the virtual fighter episode of this it's just a very cute, fun dumb it's, thing. It's, like, all of the throwbacks are very cute. Like, just wear that jerk. It, like, it is what it is. It's I can appreciate it. It was fun. Yeah. It was dumb. Listen, it's not like my anime of the year. It's number exactly. 24. It's, it's just, look, it's just a fun little thing. And I appreciate that, that. That I've watched twice and still cried a bunch at the end anyways. Oh my god. They just, they just hit me. So it's I, a good anime. Okay. This is another thing I wanted to say, though. It's like I've kind of realized my own list making habits mm-hmm. by doing all this and like really thinking about media for once and like what my tastes are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've realized there's I feel like there's two forms of liking something where there's something you can watch something and be like, ah, yes, this is very good on like an academic level. Mm-hmm. Like observing something is extremely good, like from the new world. And then there's just shows that have the it factor mm. where they just speak to you and you can't really describe why. So I've been calling that it sparks joy. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. There's just things that spark joy and you can't explain why. And it's just my it's, Tokyo ghoul. They're right. just your taste. Right. Tokyo yeah. ghoul. Tokyo ghoul would be a good one for you. Yeah. yeah. So I think in general, I've kind of figured out that my overall aesthetic Shows that spark joy, in four words, is girls doing their best. Girls doing their oh. best. That's my genre. <laughs> That's why you liked her lullaby more than that word. Oh, That's a good point. <laughs> it's. I thought about that wording, and then it was like, but but this isn't a her lullaby reference. I promise. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll make it one. But it's just like no matter how you frame it, like sound euphonium. It's girls doing their best at being high school band right or madoka magica it's girls doing their best against a horrible system rigged against them mm-hmm. so you can recontextualize it lots of different ways anyways right. my number 23 is the promised neverland which is just this really good drama that came out last year and i watched the entire thing in like less than 24 hours <laughs> like i just started it saturday night and had finished it by sunday and was like fuck that was really good huh 
it's about these kids on kind of a plantation and bad shit goes down mm. and they got to get out. I highly recommend the show. Uh, number 22, Girls in Panzer. Mm. So this is one that just sparks joy and I can't this really explain tank, otherwise. Tank one, right? This is the girls in tanks. It's just high school girls in tanks, but there's no dra- There's no real threat of violence because the tanks are yeah. just invincible and put up a little white flag when they get hit. Mm. Polly's like seething with me for some reason right now. Polly, are you mad at me? No, no. You you got very quiet. I'm fine. I'm fine. I, mean, okay. I haven't seen these shows, so I can't really talk about okay. them. Okay, that's true. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, number twenty one. <laughs> Sword Art Online Alternative Gale Gun Online. <laughs> Understandable. <gasps> this show's just a lot of fun once you get over the mountain of... SAR. Trusting, <laughs> trusting that it won't be Sword Art yeah. Online. I'm like, I would have a much better time rewatching the show because I trust it now. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, even, like, halfway into it when they have a little bit of male-on-female violence peril, it's like, oh no, oh no, show, are you going to turn on me? And then it doesn't. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I, I trust this show now. And it's just a very fun <laughs> girls kicking ass in an online game. <laughs> this And it's sort of, it, you can co- sort of compare it with Tokyo Ghoul, where this is, in <laughs> fact, the arc of a very, like, meek college girl growing mm-hmm. into an extremely powerful top. That's not where I was going to go. That is that sure. is the whole to the point to versus the world's brattiest bottom. <laughs> That's obvious. That is the whole uh, arc of the show. It's glorious. It's got very good lightsaber fights, which again, for a show called Gun Gale Online, you wouldn't expect. Yeah. But at least they have the fucking decency to introduce the lightsabers right at the end and not like an episode one like Sword Art Online does. Mm. <laughs> It's a it's a big reveal in this one. And then she stabs dudes in the fucking forehead. It's so good. Like it's one of my favorite action shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can tell you, you focus on the lightsaber and then I immediately focus on the climactic fight. Now oh, the, cli- the climactic fight is insane. It's buck wild, yeah. Okay, but we we gotta Continue. move on because this is a lot. Uh number twenty, Love Live Sunshine. <laughs> I just love these characters, and like the first season is just really emotionally moving, and then the second season is kind of there. But <laughs> but then the but then the movie tied it all together to me, and I I cried way too much watching the dumb movie. Aww. And there's like one or two good songs in there. That's nice. Uh, number nineteen, Fate Zero. <laughs> so, I thought this was a lock for my top ten. Honest to God. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, God, what was it? Starting Life in Another World ReZero, I thought wasn't going to be on my list because it wasn't a complete story. And then I was like, well, Fate Zero is not a complete story, and that's obviously going to be on my list, so I gotta get rid of that rule. And then I rewatched it and kind of didn't have a great time for a lot of it. Interesting. Because it's just, uh, the gender politics are so bad. They are so <laughs> excessively bad. Every woman in the show meets like the fucking shittiest possible ending. So I was There's DM- at least two ladies that get strangled, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. And they're right in a row. <laughs> I was like so fucking checked out by that point. But in spite this is, this of 2005, all that. So this is like immediately after his, his gross VN. So I just realized. Yeah. Talking about it earlier. Continue. So like kind of bouncing off the show more than I expected. And like in spite of all of that, it still kind of won me over by the end. The last fight between... Kiritsugo and uh, Shithead. 
I forget his name. Kirei. That last fight is so fucking good. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. they made me invested again. And then the, we, we have completely failed to mention the actual emotional core of that show being Ryder and Waver. Oh, they're God, they're so good. Because it's not dour. They're it's so very good. fun because of characters yeah. like Ryder and Waver and because of the child serial killers who are very fun. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> they are. They're very good. So they they do have that one high school high schooler character who's completely out of his league, mm-hmm. like the original Via. And it is one of the best parts of the show. Yeah. Cool. Uh, number eighteen, high school girl, high score girl. This is the one about just kids growing up in the nineties playing video games against each other. It's a very cute romance mm-hmm. show. I liked it a lot. Uh, number seventeen, Konosuba. Excellent. I don't think I have to say much about this one. I guess. It's very fucking funny. Uh, number 16, Little Witch Academia. Again, kind of talked about this one. Mm-hmm. It, it's very good. I think it drags a bit in the middle. Like, I think it's better when it's doing kind of the nonsense episodic stuff. I think and that's fair. I think the second half when it goes into the kind of the main... The main plot of the whole seven songs thing, it's just the seven words. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of bad. It's, Yeah. It's a little tacked on, but then, but then you still have stuff like the girl and login reference episode, <laughs> which is so good. Uh, number fifteen, my favorite trigger show, Space, Space Patrol, Patrol Lulacom. <laughs> Polly, I didn't want to break your heart. I wanted to put this on honestly. I considered it for top ten a lot. I know. I I had a feeling it was going to show its face at some point. It would have been like number ten if it did, but I like I rewatched it. It was like I really still love this thing, but it's it's so short. It's like four episodes, <laughs> or it's it's like thirteen five minute episodes or something. Mm-hmm. But again, it is it is so compact and doing exactly what it wants to be, and then the ending still gets to me a lot for some reason. It it is like the most girls doing their best show. <laughs> a high school, the most the most concentrated dose. Yeah. I mean, this show set, literally says something like, a middle schooler in love is invincible. Yeah, yeah, it, that's the line. <laughs> that's the line. <laughs> Number 14, Attack on Titan. This one's kind of weird, because it's like, man, I sure hope they stick the landing. In the final season. In the Attack on Titan, the final season. Where it's like, this could easily be top 10 for me if it was finished, but it's not finished yet. Mm-hmm. But but season three's so fucking good. <laughs> Season two is kind of crap. <laughs> You're not wrong, but season three is so fucking good. <laughs> you can tell we're near the end of the podcast. Cause... <laughs> My voice is giving out. I'm, I'm giving you guys a break is what I'm really that, doing. That's oh, really what this was about. Okay, we've got a cu- almost there. Number 13, Zombieland Saga. <laughs> I'm surprised this is not 10, or at least somewhere in the top 10. Again, these were shows... Co- like these top five here were all considered like they were considered runners. This one's just really good. It's just, it's really uneven. Mm. Like there are like the first two episodes I think are like the funniest shit I've ever seen (laughs) where she gets on stage and just does a rap battle against one of the other zombie girls or the, it's it's really funny. I can't describe it, obviously, in a way that would make sense. Right. I think the hardest I've ever laughed on the podcast was when I talk about the part where they get hit by lightning. Yes. And then start and then start singing on auto tune. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> so fucking stupid. incredible. And then and then the show that's really stupid about zombie idols also has like 
the episode of anything that made me cry the most, which is the Lily episode. Oh, right, right, right. Just that one just fucking completely emotionally destroyed me all over again. Yeah. So, yeah, this show could have been top ten for sure. Mm. Cool. Okay, number 12, Mob Psycho 100. This one's not one I really talk about much. It's just, it's like the perfect show and show, mm. basically, where it's like, it's extremely good fights, and it has a heart and a story. Mm. It's not just nonsense. Mm. So I really like that one. I just I didn't rewatch it because it's so recent for me. Like I don't think I even finished season one until like started twenty nineteen, mm. and then watched season two after that. So it's like oh, I might burn out if I you know try to do the whole thing again. And then finally number eleven. Your lie in April. Mm. I, oh, this that was must have been devastating. So, this was so close to getting on the top ten. It's just that I didn't want to rewatch it because it's such an emotional drama. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I haven't. I'm not f- up to date on it enough. So it's like, okay, I. And then ReZero hit me so hard where it's like, well, it had to be one of them, I guess. Because <laughs> that was kind of one yeah, of my final like watches. You gotta make those painful cuts. Yeah, so this was the painful cut because ugh, I, I just wasn't in the mood to rewatch it and yeah. give it more of a fair shot. So I felt like, okay, I'll leave you at 11. That's a pretty good spot. I'm sorry. I don't but, hate you. It's just they, these other shows made me feel something a little more. Yeah. There are okay. more girls doing their best in the shows that I pick. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> don't apply that metal- methodology <laughs> to this show. <laughs> Okay, so that's honorable mentions out of the way. Red, you absolutely deserve to do that. You put so much in. I watched like half of those. Yeah, I I watched shows that didn't make the top (laughs) twenty-five, which is insane. Devilman Crybaby got totally snubbed. Yeah, that (laughs) that show's good. It does not spark joy. (laughs) It sparks emotional distress. (laughs) You. This is this. You absolutely deserve to deserve to have that time. Yeah, I think. yeah. But so, do we? You are the you are the most burned among us with anime. Yeah, and you're, you've kept up. And people listening to this are like, my God, he has such shit taste. <laughs> After listening to that <laughs> list, girls and Panzer, are you fucking kidding me? Absolutely, that's definitely that's definitely not my takeaway. I'm just like, yep, you are, because yeah. because you're in it. Yeah, you're, yeah. Wait, through this whole thing, I was like, man. Do I like anime more than video games? <laughs> and I don't have a clear answer on that quite yet. So cool. <laughs> I really like anime, you guys. <laughs> so, are we ready? I think we're ready to pull the bandage off. Yeah. Let's do <laughs> it. John. Yeah. Give us your gonna be. anime of the you decade. You know what this is going to be, right? I just feel like I should. Um, it's Maho Shoujo Madoka Magica. Yeah. Oh, right. Kinda yeah. saw that one coming. <laughs> this show rules so fucking much. Like, if, if there's anything that I feel inspired John Thayer's taste, or set him upon a course, it definitely is this, is this show. Yeah, I think you can, like, see DNA. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, oh. it's all over the place. Uh-huh. Like, like that was, like, I, I was... Like, when I made facets, I was kind of thinking, like, I'd love to kind of do my own Monica-type kind of thing. Like, I was capturing, maybe trying to capture some of that energy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, the show is very, the story is very special and important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was my first Bucci thing. Um, still my favorite. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's just great drama, <laughs> great character conflicts, um, built into like this very exciting thing. Um, the movie obviously elevate just elevated even more for me because it just goes. It yeah. just takes the the ball that the show kind of starts running and then just runs it past the end zone and then crashes through the <laughs> stadium wall and then keeps on running right into the ocean and then just straight off the plane of the Earth into orbit. Um, it, it spikes the ball off of an asteroid and then spikes the ball off of an asteroid, which then. Gets tilted out of its trajectory and turtles towards the Earth and kills everybody in an explosion. Well, I mean, just say what exactly what happens in the movie, jeez. <laughs> um, and now coming back to it after seeing so much, experiencing so much other Bucci stuff, um, I think that this fits neatly into that oeuvre because what he's really good at is that he takes, um dishonest romances and dismantles them yes mm. and that's what he does in fate like he turns it into his into a, a different kind of ugliness for sure but you need both perspectives you need the romance sometimes but you also need the counterpoint here which is why fate zero can be what it is in comparison with fate which is just taking all of those catharses and then tearing them apart yeah yeah you know a pursuit of maybe something a little more honest um, and then Monica just does that with magical girl tropes. <laughs> like it's just taking it's taking the most, um, not romantic in like the in the love sense, but in in the sweeping, letting you get caught up in like warm, nice, cathartic feelings. Um, because I saw Nanoha, I loved and I love that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this has shared creative team with that, and then seeing how it t- takes those kind of warm some of the warm messaging there and then the idea of saving somebody and what that means mm-hmm. and then tilting it <laughs> and then trying to get at what it means when you build your own identity around another person yeah and somehow that speaks to me mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, pretty thoroughly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, so Hamura I, did nothing wrong. <laughs> um, so I've been, I've, I've sort of been in those shoes mm-hmm. of a per, of you know, trying to save a person, mm-hmm. and sometimes it doesn't work out. Right, and that's why you need stories like Madoka and Fate Zero mm-hmm. um, to shed light on that honesty that that truth that sometimes it doesn't work out yep that's the best way i think you could actually summarize that yeah so that's my that's my hand oh oh shit hmm? touching touching on the full eyes i'm getting old <laughs> 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 so that's absolutely uh, my anime of the decade. There was just kind of no question there. I was like, "Oh yeah, Boop. Boop. when Easiest I made my list, when I made pick. my list yesterday." Easy. 
<laughs> Easiest pick in the world. <laughs> I was like, boop. There's that number one. Boop, boop. Because I was like, because the, the other one was Shinsek Ayori. Like, that was the obvious kind of yeah. objective standout to me. Mm-hmm. And it's I was so just funny like, that I had the yeah. exact same debate with my two and three. of like, well, Monica's real good, though. <laughs> Monica's really good, though. <laughs> and I think it, it gets to the same thing where it is still sharing kind of the hard truth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's doing and it in a much more anime way. In a much more anime way. And that's that's a... You can see the arc of that throughout his work and how like some of his early BNs capture that a little less elegantly. Because <laughs> mm. that's because like, I played the one that was about saving a person and then... Mm. Mm. Oh my god, that fucking... <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it's obviously coming... It's There's an ugliness... Um, and a very ugly edge to a lot of his stories, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's, I think how he works that perspective. And it's just, I think that ugliness is sort of a counterbalance to being anti-romantic. Mm. <laughs> and there's ugliness to that, and then there's also truth to that. And Madoka is where it strikes exactly the right balance mm. for me where it needs where i don't think you could where where the tr- where it's focused on the truth and the, the ugliness isn't really as i know i know even for some people it's still too much <laughs> but for me that's it's just the perfect balance so that's my number one nice fantastic pick it's very much sucks cast approved <laughs> oh i think it's sucks cast approved Holly, it was your number three right that was your number three. three. And then my number two. So it's just three, two, one, just boom. Right down the yep. line. <laughs> Polly. Uh, all right. What is your number one? Uh, luckily for for <laughs> us, for all of our listeners at home, I don't have to say much about yeah. my anime of the I'm decade. I'm writing this down before you say it. <laughs> my little list here. <laughs> because literally, like, I've said it. You've said it. Rhett said it. Ghosty said it. Shinsekaiori is anime of the decade. Uh, Another three, two, one. Yep. <laughs> it's absolutely astonishing what that series did, and I'm still angry that that show is not as well regarded uh, as it should be. Um, it's an ugly, honest truth um, that is told to us in a very entertaining way <laughs> because we couldn't digest it any other way. Because uh, it's not fun when you just have to look at reality sometimes, but Oh boy, yeah, Shinsekaiori. It just does it all. Like it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a master class, top to bottom, in storytelling, yeah. in in art, um, in its animation, music. Like it's there's not a single thing wrong with it. It's simply fantastic. Nice. Yeah. I I don't really feel I have to say much more than that. Uh, like I said, we've we've said it all. We talked about it. Mm-hmm. We've, we've and it's talk- just more and it's just more topical than ever because it's it's yeah. just, it's about like class and people being shat on yep. for the yep. benefits of others. Yeah. Um, and then making the audience complicit in that. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's it's pretty universal throughout human history, and it's just very strong right now. Like yeah. it's a. It's a good show to go watch. Yeah, it's like if you are looking for something and need help expressing how you feel in these times, mm-hmm. Shinsekaiori from the New World is the show you need to go watch. Like, you, it's not going to be comforting, um, mm-hmm. but it'll at least let you know somebody else out there gets it. 
They know. And it sucks. But they made a really good cartoon about it. <laughs> I believe we have one final listener list before yeah, Rhett hits we're us. Yeah, we're a listener list in here. I wonder why. I wonder why I, we're putting this I really, uh, Hey, Rhett, I really adore that you timed it out to be John's list, number one, Polly's number one. One more listener one list more added drama. Yeah. And then end. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> I, I respect it. It's total drama. This isn't hey, leading up to anything or anything. Leading up to the exciting reveal. So this one comes in from Freezing Inferno. Mm-hmm. Got us a top three anime of the decade here. Okay. Battletoads. Number the... <laughs> <laughs> Battletoads would make a pretty good anime, actually. It probably would. <laughs> There's a lot of interesting characters you could do in that. Yeah, yeah. Anyways... <laughs> Number three, tell me you've heard this one before. Homestuck. Puella Magia, Puella Maggie, Madica Magica. That's good stuff. Maggie. To call it the Evangelion of Magical Girl shows is painting too broad a stroke, but Madica Magica could still be a, is still a show which could takes a genre that usually played happy and hopeful and shows just how horrific it could be. It's a grim tone to be sure, but in, but an engaging watch that both shocks with some of the dark shit it pulls and entices one to keep watching and figure out what the hell is going on. And if there's any hope at all left for any of these poor girls, absolutely a standout of the decade. Yep. Number two, zombie land saga. Hey, <laughs> the sheer dissonance on display between lighthearted antics of this up and coming Ida group. And the fact that they're all reanimated corpses of <laughs> girls who died far too young is staggering. That in itself leads to some fun and morbid comedic beats but then the show pulls its, mo- pulls its more heartfelt moments and makes you actually care. It's a story about healing in its own way. Even death can be healed in a fashion in this world. It's really funny and sweet and made me cry. I love it. Not too edgy for Prez. I should note that this show kind of... Like, when I watched Love, Life, Sunshine, and then I watched Zombieland Saga, I was like, oh, these shows have like the exact same message <laughs> in a weird way. But one of them does have a very funny part of a girl getting hit by a truck. Yeah, so Zombie Land Saga just kind of it elevates. Overtook. It overtook. Perfect. The most comic timing because it has very funny beats and a good message. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, number one, uh, Zenki Sesho Semphogear. I've written seventy-two hundred words about this show, but I o- will only give you like a hundred or less. It's action-packed, horrific in places, and hopeful in others. For a show about magical girl idols, it's absolutely dripping with depth, depth and personal resonance. But for me, it's an inspiring story about unyielding hope winning out over nil- nihilistic despair and practical thinking. If it betrays me in a later season, so be it. But I'm too in and comfortable calling it anime of the decade. Good on you, Symphogear. Say it. Cool. So, Say uh, it. Say you it. Got it. Hey, you converted somebody, right? You actually got a, con- you got a new disciple. Fresno was the chosen one. <laughs> Fresno was the chosen one all this time. So, uh, you know why I'm confident that Simple Gear won't betray Fresno in later seasons? Why is that? Because I liked G. <laughs> There's that. Yeah. But because I have watched all five seasons of Simple Gear, <laughs> and it's my two, number one show of the decade. <laughs> two or three times, right? Was it two times? I... It's a, it's full two for so. <laughs> Oh my god. Please walk us through. <laughs> I finished ReZero in the middle of February or so, and I was like, okay, I think 
I think that's all the rewatches I want to do. And I was like, well, there's that. There's the one that's sitting on top of the list. <laughs> I should probably just rewatch that one too. <laughs> uh, I finished the show, so I finished Symphony Gear end of September last year, and was just completely and utterly blown away by it. And I was like, well, okay, that's number one, obviously. And I just, I thought that that feeling would go away after a week or so. <laughs> and it just didn't. <laughs> and it stuck around in my head and kind of kept rolling around and building up. And I was like, well, that's why I kind of had to rewatch it. Because I was like, have I kind of just actually been building this up in my head for the last six months into more than it actually is? Mm-hmm. So... So I rewatched it, and y'all, season five is like the best anything ever <laughs> for real. <laughs> I, I got back to season five, so like I had a very good time on the first four. Like it's up and down. It's a, it's a very messy, weird show. Like it is distinctly not perfect. <laughs> like this is just a beautiful mess of stuff thrown together. Um, so basically I got back to season five and it was just like returning home. Like, okay, I'm, I'm back in the promised land. Like in all honesty, I was like, Oh, I've been underselling the show. Like this, this, <laughs> this fucking rule. So fucking hard. Oh my I, God. I love XV so much. Like I will be clear. Every, almost all of the love for the show is like pinned on the fifth season. Cause when they bring it home in such a spectacular fashion, mm-hmm. uh, I actually wanted to open this a different way, so I'm just going to read a tweet from the other day. <laughs> this was my actual opener. Uh, somebody tweeted out, Some anime I recommend based on genre. Action. Symphogear. Music. Symphogear. Mecha. Symphogear. Magical Girls. Symphogear. Comedy. Symphogear. Cute slash sexy girls. Symphogear. Cool slash badass girls. Symphogear. The Power of Love. Friendship and believing in your fist, Simpho Gear. <laughs> and the first reply, don't forget Yuri. It's Red. They, it's not. It's a picture of Red. They made a show for me. <laughs> they made a show that was one hundred percent of the things I like. <laughs> And said, here you go. We put it all into one show. You don't have to watch multiple shows now. <laughs> it's all in this one. It's even got some horror elements with, like, the character deaths in, in part mm-hmm. places. <laughs> I don't want to die. <laughs> don't give up on life. Yeah, and the fucking I don't want to die girl in episode one who immediately dies. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. You can love that, but you can't love Chrono Crusade because a girl doesn't want to die? Wow, this happens so fucking quick. (laughs) That was main character final episode. (laughs) That was that was step. If 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 Simfolk Gear ended in a similar fashion to that, it would not be number one here. (laughs) It's a good ending. I just I just remember reading the description for this show and being like, "Wow, that sounds nuts," but also kind of my jam, weirdly enough, because it's just like, "Hey, it's magical girls that sing when they fight." Also, they've got like mecha inspired outfits and they fight aliens from outer space and shit i just (laughs) i love this fucking show you guys (laughs) okay another oh shit i I lost it shit i had another thing queued up 
so I have to paraphrase a bit. John sent me like the meanest DM I've ever received the other day. (laughs) Said something like, well, I'm playing the fate gotcha game, which means I like fate more than you like simple gear. (laughs) Because you won't. Is this the impetus? Is this what caused you to start playing that horrible thing? No, because looking back at it, my reply was, I've already played like two hours of it. I want... <laughs> I'm playing the goddamn gotcha game because I'm desperate for Nersimple Gear content because the show's over. <laughs> but man, the story in the game goes way too slow. I don't know if I'm going to stick with it, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it has not... Doing the Fate one has not been worth it thus far. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> gotcha games, not even once. Not even once. Uh, Rhett, your yeah. love your love of Simple Gear has been one of the most joyous. <laughs> and Bless part- you for putting up with me because I DM John about Simple Gear every single fucking day. For like, several, it feels like for, months. Yeah, probably since since like end of September when you were like, oh, I, I do still like Miku though. And I was like, oh, I've got fucking six years of Miku to send you then. And you, and you have queued it out very nicely. Well, I just show uh, up, I send you whatever shows up on the timeline, which is frequently, <laughs> especially on Miku, especially on Miku Day. Um, your love of Simple Gear has been absolutely heart filling, and the nicest, joyous thing. It's the, the purest, world. most wholesome thing I think that this podcast has ever experienced. In a world of darkness, <laughs> your love of Simple Gear is a beacon of. of of love and sincerity that we should all aspire to. It was, it was real weird. I finished rewatching the show like last Sunday mm-hmm. and then this week happened and I just felt so awful. Like, Oh no, I don't have the, my safety. Anymore. <laughs> oh. Like I am emotionally distraught and also don't have any more simple. Care to watch. Oh no. <laughs> so I, I realized though, that this is not a show for everyone. <laughs> Why are they singing? Why is everybody singing? They sing when they fight. That's just the show. If we could just get past that, I feel we'd be okay. Uh, so, like, every show always has some concession. In this show, this concession is that they use the songs to sell character CDs. Right, right. And that's and that's how it gets funded. Because that's the other thing. We've kind of gone all over a lot of this before, is that Simple Gear is a fucking anime original. Yeah. And it got five seasons, mm-hmm. which is and wild. it got it got the last two greenlit at the same time, so they were able to know when the show was going to end, and they fucking wrapped everything up so fucking perfectly at the end. Hmm. They just told the exact story they wanted to over five seasons. It's like a miracle that this happened. I've I've never seen anything like this in anime. Yeah, I can't really think of another time in anime that that's actually happened, it, at like least this in this big, way. Yeah. Yeah, this big, sprawling, multi-season anime original, specifically. Like, that just doesn't happen. It's always like, oh, we got 13 episodes, so we made Place Further Than the Universe, or Madoka yeah. is another anime original. Or we so, made the first th- two volumes of the manga. <laughs> yeah, see, manga, yeah, that's why manga adaptations always kind of drive me nuts, because they just they do the start of the story, and it's really good, and then they don't make the rest. Yeah. So I realized that, like, this show just isn't for everyone, though, because it took such a concentrated, specific blend of the stuff I like to make it. And, like, as we've said with 
John like, oh, this is an either, either a love it or hate it show. Yeah, and then yeah. John hated it. And I was like, oh, wait, no, I didn't actually mean that part of the sentence. <laughs> I just I just meant that everyone should actually love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's there's just no like like I have simple gear in my brain. I'm and there's sorry. just there's just no negativity around it. There is no oh, like dark aura to it. It is wholly positive, even though my actual experience watching it, watching that second fucking season was so bored. But <laughs> but the <laughs> but the image of it in my brain is just like completely warm and fuzzy and it makes me happy. The song in your heart. It's a song in my heart. They say that so often. It's great. So good. Uh, living ac- Thank you for living according to your ideal, right? <laughs> Pretty much. A couple things I wanted to sh- say is that one theme that stuck me on the rewatch is that a lot of the villains are very old. Like, it is very much a th- show about the new generation overthrowing the ways of the past, basically. Mm-hmm. And that really particularly resonated with me yeah, recently. Yeah, well, that's, again, very understandable these yeah. days. Like, there's a line, like, because th- also the show's about redemption, so, like, a lot of the villains will come around in the end. And there's mm-hmm. a line, like, a ghost of the past like me has no right to lead the future. And I'm like, hmm, hmm, that's, <laughs> a, that's a little on the nose right now in some ways, huh? Mm-hmm. The season one villain returning briefly yeah. in season two was, like, yeah, one I of the emotional highlights of that whole she's show. She says that I think where she yields basically, like she could get in the way some more, but she's not going to. Mm-hmm. Nice. Awesome. Um, the other thing is that, like, and this is really tough to do on a personal level, so it's kind of nice having the catharsis show that does it for you. This show is just so kind of unrelentingly positive in people and the humanity and redemption. And it, the show I literally in- can't do that. <laughs> I know, I know. It's 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 like the opposite of what John was saying about Monica or Shinsuke yeah. Yori, where it's like it leaves you with the ugly feeling afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this show, it gives you the <laughs> hope it gives that you the maybe there's feeling. good out there. The hope that people can change. It believes in their people. Abil- oh God, I'm going to start crying. <laughs> <laughs> this show truly believes in people and humanity, and it's very sweet. Even if it's not an ideal that is very easy to practice in pop in real life right now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we I think we need that. Like I think we need the we need that as much as yeah. we need the the darks the the cynical Absolutely. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like the show is actually like unrelentingly positive overall even though it is like super edgy and grim at parts. Right. Mm-hmm. Like having entire concerts of people being massacred right at the start. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like I I mentioned earlier, like compare with Fate Zero, like Fate Stay Night, like every route ends with like this extreme, over the top, happy, happy Twilight ending catharsis. Yeah. And like, I think that, I think when you have that, it can just wedge a place in your heart that's just very, Mm -hmm. like a warmth that you can return to and draw strength from. And I think that that, and like we can we can wax philosophic about how great Shinsekaiori are and um, other Monica. than Madoka are great mm-hmm. because of how they challenge us. Yeah. But it's very Sometimes nice just that stuff that you can just you just want warm. the hopeful, nice, warm feeling show. So that's the thing is that the show is five seasons of the extremely big cathartic 
save the day ending that makes me cry a whole bunch every single time. <laughs> all four, five of them. Cool. And then there's also this extremely heartwarming love story between two of the main characters that kills me at the end. That's really nice. So, so I, I realize love, Hey, I love Miku, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you love Miku, I know. I love Miku. Love her. <laughs> oh, jeez, he's, he's making it a little creepy. No, it's fine. I just love her. <laughs> when you lower your voice like that, it's a little weird. Anyway, I don't know what you mean, Rhett. <laughs> so I, I kind of realized that I've probably been really annoying with ever, the whole Watch Simple Gear meme that people started. Because like, that, that was kind of a thing I picked up from the anime community at large or the Simple Gear fan community, which is, <laughs> you know, there's dozens of us. Dozens! <laughs> but it, it was a whole thing where like, season five was so fucking good out of nowhere where it's like oh people need to actually pay attention to this show now the show has been around since 2012 and like completely unknown in the west it's like it's so weird how the show just went so fucking quiet for so long because like crunchyroll didn't get season four until recently and like fan subs were always super behind on it because the show's a nightmare to sub because they're singing while fighting while talking <laughs> so it's just like, even the subgroups that like the show, like, wait for the character CDs to be out just so they have lyrics for the songs. Because otherwise, like, Country Roll didn't sub, I think, songs for the last three seasons, which really sucks. Because cool. they're important. The lyrics are important. That was the other thing, is, like, rewatching the later seasons, I, I went for fan subs, because I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm going full hardcore fan now. And, like seeing the song lyrics and realizing what the characters are singing about and how it ties into all their character arcs. It's like, Oh, this is really important and making me cry a bunch, That's but really, nice. okay. I'm sorry. Lo- I lost track of my point a bit. I'm saying is that I've been probably really annoying people with the whole watch simple gear meme and that the show isn't going to appeal to everybody. So I'm, I'm here to make one final appeal. Polly. Mm. <laughs> and really- I'm not going to commit to something on tape. <laughs> Polly. What? I really think that Iffy would like this show. <laughs> hey, Iffy! Uh, oh! You like idols, you like JRPGs, you like girls saving the world, you should watch Simple Gear. It has all that shit. Like, there you Polly go. probably hate it because of the singing. There's you. There's your, there's your, fun, there's your plea. Right. So, yeah, we'll see if I it had... worked, but I don't think she's going to listen to this episode. <laughs> I had that... I had that joke planned out for like a month and then I rewatched the ending again and was like, oh, oh, but if Polly actually watched it, I would be so fucking happy. <laughs> Rhett, I'll make you a uh-huh. promise. I'll make you a promise. I'll give you one season. I'll give you that's, one season. That's all I want. I'll give you one season to hook me and I make him promises after that. Okay, all that's right. a, that's enough. That's all I was going to say. All right. I think it's here on itself. tape. It will not be excised in final editing. That is my promise. I will give it. I'll, I'll give it a season. And I had a good and I had a good time with season one. Like I I came away for that feeling pretty good. Like if, if that's all you want to watch, that's fine. All right, mm-hmm. we'll go there. We'll go there. I think by the end of season one, you will at least understand what I see in it. All right. Cool. <laughs> I think that's it. All right. Are we Are we done? <laughs> Are we do- Listen, I was very good today. I didn't say Simple Gear for like four hours. Man, the last, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. This guy, I'm so happy this was beefy. I was like sitting down for it, like, 
oh god, is this going to be like four hours? And then it was, and then I was like, I, I really like talking Kelpen. <laughs> I didn't think it was actually going to be this long, but here I we know. are. I didn't either. We like anime, but here we are. Uh, so, uh, for those at home who may have spaced out in the last forty-five minutes, um, let's give everybody one last rundown. Ten to one, John Thire. Uh, my number ten is Gungale Sword Art Online Alternative: Colon <laughs> Gungale Online. Number nine is Thunderbolt Fantasy. Number eight is Little Witch Academia. Number seven is Konosuba. Number six is The Place Further Than the Universe. Number five is Summer Wars. Number four is Your Name. Number three is Fate Zero. Number two is From the New World. Number one is Madoka Magica. My number 10 is Little Witch Academia. My number 9 is A Place Further Than the Universe. My number 8 is Konosuba. My number 7 is Sora no Woto. My number 6 is Your Lie in April. My number 5 is The Tatami Galaxy. My number 4 is A Silent Voice. My number 3 is Madoka Magica. My number 2 is The Disappearance of Haruhi Suzumiya. And my anime of the decade is Shinsekai Yori Ret. Number 10, Girls Last Tour. Number 9, Space Dandy. Number eight, ReZero. Number seven, Watamote. Number six, Soronowoto. Number five, Place Further Than the Universe. Number four, Sound Euphonium. Number three, From the New World, Shinsekayori. Number two, Madoka. And number one, Anime of the Decade. And my favorite show ever, Senkai Zesho Simple Gear. <laughs> and that is going to do it for us. Thanks, everybody, for giving us a listen. Thanks, of course, to our listeners who sent in lists. It's always very much appreciated. Um... And uh, we will catch you again next time. Uh, we're going to go ahead and pop on out of here. John, where can the <laughs> internet people find you? Farawaytimes.itch.io And Rhett? Watching Symphogear. <laughs> Watching Symphogear and waiting on more of those uh, Game of the Decade lists to roll in. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's going to be a while before we get to that. <laughs> and remember, we are the podcast that loves you. We're the only ones that love you. <laughs>